Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MonsterCast. Um, we didn't have a show last week due to technical difficulties, and then the week before that, uh, a lot of things got shelled because of the holidays. But we do have a big show for you today. We got um, NWA Into the Fire pay-per-view was last night. But before we get into any of that stuff, um, including, but not limited to, the NXT AEW war uh, getting a little bit more heated as of late. Uh, TLC from WWE is tonight featuring the SmackDown and Raw brands, right? I'm pretty sure it's both brands, um, which is weird considering that uh, they're still keeping NXT separate even after Survivor Series, even though they're saying that they are no longer developmental. So I find that a little weird. Um, but yeah, they're only, go... they're only no longer developmental during Survivor Series. Yeah, I guess so. Or Royal Rumble when we need more talent. Yeah. Um, okay. So TLC predictions, let's do it. But, uh, before I do that, actually, we're going to go into the, um, my, I don't know what yours are because, um, I didn't give you a heads up for this because I literally just did this while I was waiting. Um, top five TLC matches of all time for me. Um, number five is Ryback and Team Hell No versus The Shield from TLC 2012. Um, number four, CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy from SummerSlam 2009. Uh, number three, TLC 1 from SummerSlam 2000, featuring the Hardys, Edge, and Christian and the Dudleys, obviously. Mm. Number two was technically not a TLC match, but it's what started it all, and it did involve tables, ladders, and chairs. That was the triangle ladder match from WrestleMania 2000, also featuring the Hardys, Edge, and Kristen, and the Dudleys. And then my number one uh, TLC match of all time is, of course, TLC 2, WrestleMania X7, um, Edge spearing Jeff off the ladder while Jeff is hanging from the titles, an immortal image in wrestling forever burned into our brains, um, the inclusion of the third members of on different spots for their teams also added to a match that couldn't possibly live up to the hype of TLC one and yet somehow surpass that hype to become not only one of the best TLC matches of all time or the best to me, obviously, but, uh, also one of the best matches in general of all time. Uh, if you don't remember, you had Spike Dudley with the Dudley boys, Rhino with edge and Christian, and of course, Lita with the Hardy boys all getting involved in the match as well. Uh, so yeah, that's my top five, uh, TLC matches of all time. Well, are, so when you say TLC matches, are we talking about matches at the TLC pay-per-view? No. Okay. Clearly not. If I said SummerSlam 2009, SummerSlam 2000, WrestleMania 2000. No, just the t table ladder. I was just wondering if match. they counted, too. I, I guess. I mean, if you wanted to, that, if I, I don't know why you would want to, but I mean, the Dude, whole point of the uh, pay-per-view uh, is TLC matches. I understand, but Finn Balor, AJ Styles was at TLC. Remember they had to do it last minute when uh yeah mono yeah for Bray yeah. Wyatt yeah mm -hmm. yeah no that was a good one that's that's it always was, what I I mean it was good I'm not gonna like argue that point obviously it was good but compare a normal one on one match to a gimmick match like this of this proportion um I don't see it beating it's any still... of them except maybe number five the Ryback team Hell No versus the Shield but that match was really fucking good. So, I don't know. I mean, if we're talking top ten, maybe it would make the list of just matches. I mean, if it was if it was top five of TLC 
pay-per-view matches, then yes, it would be up there. Um, but since I'm literally taking out all the table ladders and chairs match for the list, then I don't know about that. But yes, that was a great match. Um, probably the best match on that show that night. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So TLC predictions. I have the matches. Let me pull them up here on my phone. I took a screenshot earlier so that it would be faster. Not really working. All right, so here we go. Um, the Viking Raiders, uh, Eric and Ivar, uh, are doing an open challenge for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Do you have any idea or any, I don't know, any guesses of who the tag team might be? And do the Viking Raiders retain? Um, so the, I was thinking it's... I think it's a little bit early for them to pull the trigger on AOP, but that's the first thing that came to mind, was just to have AOP go out there and win the titles to give them more credibility for the whole Seth Rollins shit. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, ah, I don't I don't know, man. That doesn't seem like a very WWE kind of thing to do to just throw the titles on them, like literally right as they're being announced as new kind of big bads. Um, I, I think more likely it'll probably be... Somebody that they've wrestled before and also isn't wrestling on the card, so you kind of have to look at the OC. See, I, I, okay, so yes, so the OC, right? That makes sense, especially considering that I don't believe AJ Styles has a match on this show, mm. um, unless it's going to be pre, pre-show. But uh, yeah, so that's weird, number one. But uh, yes, I could see that happening, and. I also could see somebody like the Street Profits being the um, challengers. Yeah, they, they literally just fucking Street Profits just lost to. Uh, wasn't it? Didn't they just lose on Raw to fucking? Um, I forget who they lost to. I swear they just wrestled on Raw and got fucking beaten by somebody though. Well, I I, I, I want to say it was the Viking Raiders. I thought they lost to the Viking Raiders on Raw. Maybe they did. I had, I didn't like I said I haven't watched Raw, so I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown this week. Um, which you will notice in my top five matches of the week. Not that they were going to make it anyway, but uh, of course, my brother and I have had a up and down week, busy week, uh, more than usual, as our grandma uh, passed away this week. The one that I have mentioned before on the show. Um, for the oh me my goodness moment of the week, uh, which will be coming back very soon. I just, I mean, I, it's not going to be an every week thing because not every week there is a oh me my goodness moment, you know. So also, I don't want to downplay it. So uh, if you're listening out there and uh, you work for AEW or WWE, let's get some more moments in there so I can use it. Uh, yeah, so I just looked. They did. They already lost to the Viking Raiders. Okay, so on that's Monday. out. All right, so that's out. So I, I would think the OC, man. Yeah, the OC. That makes sense. I get. I mean, that really makes sense if you want AJ on the main card, just just to have his presence alone, I guess. Um, but yeah, the Ooh. OC works. I guess this is technically two predictions: who you think is going to open, and then who's and then, and then who's whether or not win. they're going to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't see Viking Raiders losing on this pay per view. Yeah. I think they would. I think they would have more build than an open challenge loss. You know, I've really, I've really never seen, except for like uh, WWE or WWF superstars on Saturday mornings, somebody fight nobodies this long while they're the champions to help right. build credibility. I've never seen that before. 
Um, and, and the crazy thing is, then they had them lose the fucking gauntlet match. Yeah, to the OC. and they came out last. I, I think it's going to be the OC as well. Uh, I think we're just going to go the OC, and I think Viking Raiders still win, and then it sets up eventually down the road for AOP to get in there because I feel like AOP might even win on a on a raw instead of a instead of a um saving that match for a pay-per-view. Uh, but I just don't see how they, they've been building up the Viking Raiders, and if they beat the Street Profits on Raw, like like you said, then like why in the world would you go ahead and just drop them to AOP that fast? So I say give them another win, and then drop them to AOP in a semi-feud. doesn't have to be a hardcore feud. I mean, it could be. I think they would work well together, but, um, but of course AOP's got to go over if they get in a feud with them right away. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to make AOP still wrestle on a regular basis, or are they just going to be uh, Seth Rollins' muscle? You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking they they got to set up all those six-man tag matches for fucking Rawls for the next month, you know? Yeah. So Rollins and AOP versus uh, whoever he's feuding. Shorty two random G, people. <laughs> two Gable, random people. Um, and Ali, and um, who else can we throw in there? I'm sure that's SmackDown. It is, but okay. like they did that on SmackDown. Oh, week. no, I know. I saw that. I actually did see that clip. of Somebody said that they would really make a great tag team and they should keep them together or something like that. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, they, what they should do is just stop making them look stupid is what they should do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we're both going to go OC and we're both going to say Viking Raiders hold? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that really makes sense. Unless they're, unless they're debuting a new tag team. That we don't we know don't the other side. Yeah, exactly. Butcher and the yeah. blade. All right. Uh, let's see. I hear they're. Oh wait, no. Rusev no. versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. Uh, I'm gonna go on. Lashley in some bullshit finish. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a tables match, so it's probably gonna be like she yeah, distracts but, Rusev yeah, by kissing yeah. him, and then he fucking slams but, him through the or table, he, or he just pushes him through the off the off the. Um, corner to the outside through a table or some dumb shit like that. All right, Rusev versus Lashley. Tables match. I'm going to go Lashley. Are you going to go Lashley as well? Yeah, I really – you know the finish for a table match that I I'd wish I did more, but I I guess I see why they don't is the one <laughs> – you remember the fucking tables match with the big show where he got pushed off the apron, but only his foot went through because he fell like – he fell backwards trying to stop himself, but he stepped through the table, so he technically lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember, I think it was Cody Rhodes, wasn't it? I don't, I can't remember who it was, but do you remember the um, the tables match that made basically Sheamus famous because he won the world title against Cena? And nobody, no. nobody, that's how Sheamus won his first world title was against Cena when he was getting built up because uh, Triple H really liked him or whatever, and that's when he was like still like, you know, he was beating the shit out of everybody, and then of course it was one of those things where everybody thought Cena was going to hold down on somebody else, and Sheamus actually ended up fucking beating them in a tables match and everybody's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> but yeah uh that's one of my most vivid table matches there's not really too many great tables matches out there as far as just tables like uh, eh, it's not that great um okay and this one won't be either uh the kabuki warriors versus becky lynch and charlotte flair in a tlc match for the women's tag team championship now this could be fucking awesome but it could also be terrible because Kyrie Sane is so small, I don't know how the hell she's gonna move a ladder. Kabuki Warriors. Um do you really see them giving the titles to Becky and Charlotte? No. Are they gonna um, pull a power trip type deal with uh like they did with Triple H and uh Stone Cold? Stone Cold, yeah, probably not. Um 
I this is probably going to end on this is another one of those bullshit finishes too. So it depends on where they're going as far as the world title what they do here because they could have um it it really depends on what they're doing with Shayna Baszler. Now see what I've read the reports is that Shayna Baszler is going to be fighting Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Right, but you got to move her up eventually. So you could have her come in, like, if if the plan is to set up something long term, you could have her cost in this match without making, you know, Charlotte look bad without making Becky look bad. I got a question for you. How do we infuse new talent into Raw and SmackDown that are clearly floundering, not really rating wise? Every now and then they'll like really drop, but they always seem to bounce back because it's Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but how do you infuse new talent into those things when everybody's coming up through NXT and now you're making people believe that NXT is no longer developmental? So the only way that you'd be able to do this is like, uh, like kayfabe contracts where like Shanna Baszler's contract with NXT came up and she didn't want to resign because she felt like she did everything there and then she wanted to go after Becky because they have unfinished business. That would make sense storyline wise. Do I think they'll do that? No, I think they're I think Shayna's just gonna fucking show up one day and they're never gonna explain it. But how do you infuse I mean you can only use that so many times, you know, stuff like that. Uh but how do you infuse uh character development, storyline driven things with the younger people getting technically quote-unquote called up even though it's not supposed to be called called up anymore to raw smackdown um i mean it's hard because there's no way to get you're never going to get rid of the developmental stigma you're not you're never going to sell it as an equal third brand at least not anytime soon because it's obvious that when you when you put all your new people like you never see new people in wwe anymore without going there first unless they're legit just fucking jobbers or famous from somewhere else. Yeah. Like ever. Even f- you had fucking Nakamura go through NXT. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> before he went to like now, yeah, it's, now, it's clearly your in, get them ready for the main card system. Yeah, yeah, but in defense, one um there wasn't viewed nxt wasn't viewed the same way as it is like currently like today today um but i think it would have helped a lot if they would have actually moved owens to nxt though yeah see that's the thing too the only way you're gonna you're gonna establish that credibility is movement both ways and movement both ways where it's not punitive like oh we don't have anything for tyler breeze go down there like that still doesn't make it seem bigger but if you did have rollins or you know, Owens or even Balor going down there was was a little bit of a step in that direction. Even though we both know, like, yeah, they didn't fucking have anything for him after he got beaten by Bray Wyatt. So plus he wanted to do off or whatever. I mean, it, it was smart on Balor's part because not only do you not have anything for me, but you're still making me lose all these matches, and I don't want to fucking turn out to be like the very first incarnation of Bray Wyatt, where nobody's gonna fucking take me seriously, or you're gonna turn me into a Dolph Ziggler, where no one can get behind me unless I'm in a fucking demon gimmick. Uh, so it made sense for his career to go back to NXT, especially because he was very uh outspoken. Turned into fucking Samoa Joe. Because he was outspoken, really outspoken about how much he loved it in NXT anyway. So it made sense. Yep. Now. 
I don't think that they're going to do linear moves like you're talking about to make NXT seem like a big deal, like the Owens thing, unless they move out of full sale. When right. they start going on the road and stuff, and they need bigger crowds. they'll crowd, need it for they, the draw. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go Kabuki Warriors, actually. Yeah, they don't I think really ever change. Too. They don't ever really change titles on TLC match or TLC pay per views in December like this because you got Royal Rumble coming up. I just don't feel like I don't. You know, know, they could do they could do the missed finish and just have them lose by DQ and keep the titles. Yeah, but you got to reach for the titles. Oh, is it an it's actual TLC, TLC yeah, match? It's a TLC match. Oh shit! Well, there's no DQ then. Hey, well, I don't know. I don't um, mean, the ref can't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, since, since, okay, well, that's different, because if neither one of them has to get pinned, then they don't really look worse. Oh, yeah, you can yeah. always set up shit. Yeah, Becky Lynch there. and Charlotte can easily be protected, but that's not yeah. my point. My point is, does Vince want to fucking put all the, you know how Vince loves to put all the storylines on the same four chicks in the women's division? Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it would make sense for the Kabuki Warriors to still win this, but I feel you like know, the Becky's Kabuki Warriors... For... Becky's pushing for that Oscar rematch on Twitter and shit. Yeah, and I also feel like uh, Kabuki Warriors, though, um, that's the best way that I can describe this. The Kabuki Warriors are placeholders for the tag titles, but they're like they're like more than placeholders, but not really. Does that make sense? Like, you, who else are you going to put there that's credible, you know? So why the would you take... Hell no, yeah, brother. No, I, mean, I, love I, I, don't, I love them too, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's no way that... I could see them beating the Kabuki Warriors unless it was a bullshit finish type deal because they haven't been making them legit either. You really only have three legit tag teams, the Kabuki Warriors. Um, Fire and Desire. Iconics. Oh, yeah, I guess that. Okay. And then but they don't Cross really and Bliss. It. Yeah, Nikki Cross, uh, Cross and Bliss was who I was going to go with. But Fire and Desire, I guess. But they've been teasing a little uh, dissension between those two anyway. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Kabuki Warriors. Fuck it. Uh, it's easier. Uh, you forgot Natalia and literally anyone. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Whoever doesn't have a partner that week. Um, right. Oh, I was, I was, I fought Lacey Evans four weeks in a row. Now you're my partner. Okay, cool. Uh, Alistar Black versus Buddy Murphy could be the show stealer. That's gonna be black. I agree that it's gonna be black, but um. It would be badass if Buddy Murphy won and then Black did like the storyline where like he respects him even more and maybe they turn into a fucking tag team because that would be sick. But <sighs> because even though they have been giving these two guys time, what happens when Buddy Murphy loses this match? Um, I don't know, man. See, that's what I was thinking, too. It's one of those no-win situations, no matter who you put it. Because you've been building up this whole Aleister Black backstage vignette, whatever the fuck. You can't have literally the first guy that challenges him win. Yeah. But Buddy Murphy is the only guy that's actually come out and challenged him to this degree as well, you know? He always wants somebody knocking on his door. Well, Buddy Murphy's come at your door like five times. We're finally about to get a match. And then what happens happens to Buddy Murphy after that? Unless they're setting up a longer program where the idea is Buddy Murphy wins with the fucking roll-up or something and Black goes crazy and, like, wants to fight him again. And Murphy's like, nah, I already beat you. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> um, this, could be a way, this could be a way to, like um, – okay, so they're both kind of, like, tweeners because you don't know what, what they are supposed to be as far as face and heel. Um, right. But this, depending on what happens storyline-wise, you could actually make it – black and white who's face and who's heel by the end of this match 
Because if they do like you said, Buddy Murphy wins by roll-up and it surprises everybody and everybody cheers and then Alistar Black goes nuts and just beats the shit out of him, then clearly Alistar Black is the heel and now you've turned Buddy, Buddy Murphy uh, face. Mm. So I don't know. Kinda... I think they, they, they can both still be tweeners. There's no way to really turn Black. People like him too much. He'd have to be talking mad shit to the crowd or something. <laughs> but I don't, I don't. But I don't see. Okay, so yes, Buddy. Murphy, I don't think him having a post-match beatdown. Everybody would be like, "Well, well it depends fuck. on what you do." You know, like how far does he take it? And also, do you want if you're going to move him on to somebody else to knock on his door? Then you're going to have to do something like a Randy Orton put his fucking ankle in a chair and stomp on it from the top rope or something to you know to sell a broken ankle or something so you can keep Buddy Murphy off a TV type deal. Because we already know if Buddy Murphy loses the match, they have nothing for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they had anything for him when they decided to do this, because the whole thing, it didn't seem like it was, it seemed like it was building towards someone specific, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, well, Buddy Murphy can do it, I just have him go knock on door. I don't know, it's weird. It could be one of those long, drawn-out things where it was like, like the Cena open challenge thing, or the Kurt Angle open challenge thing, where like, a few weeks go, or a few feuds go by, and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's got a handle on it, and then that's when they pull the trigger on somebody that you weren't expecting, and then comes in and beats whoever. They might just be, they might do it, they might be doing it with the thought that if it's a really competitive match, that Murphy will get over anyway, and then they can move him into something different. But, um, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Murphy beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Yeah. Which was pretty awesome. I'm going to go Alistar Black anyway. Because that's, I mean, it makes no sense. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go Black too. But um, I, I think it would be more interesting if you had Murphy win through roll-up or some bullshit and then drag it out a little bit and then end up with Black winning the program by the end of everything. But... I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to um, do. Because who are you going to put against the – we're sitting here like, oh, yeah, what are they going to do with Buddy Murphy, which is true. But then who's next for Black is the real question. They still clearly haven't figured anything out for you him. You know what I would do for Black is uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, good. If you're going to keep Alistair Black face, of course. Uh, you you picked Kabuki Warriors as well, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So next up is uh, a singles non-title match. Between Bray Wyatt, not as the Fiend, apparently, from what I'm understanding, just regular Bray Wyatt versus The Miz in a non-title match. Now, can you explain to me how the fuck this makes The Miz look good because we all know Bray Wyatt is still going to win this match? See, that's the thing, too. Why would they make it a non-title match? And have normal Bray Wyatt instead of The Fiend. If they didn't want The Miz to win. Uh, my thought is the Miz wins against this Bray Wyatt, and then he's like, "Well, I want the fucking belt," and the Fiend just comes out and beats the shit out of him. Well, I think. Well, I think this is a way to keep Bray Wyatt the champion longer. I think Miz wins this as well. well Storyline wise, I think the Miz wins because if the Miz loses the normal Bray Wyatt, then the Miz is done. Yeah. Um, He's going to be well, he's mean, going to be in Dolph Ziggler territory. It depends on who else they put against normal Bray Wyatt and have him win. So, but yeah, what make what the thing to me is if they were just going to have Bray Wyatt win, there'd be no reason to make this non-title. Yeah. So to me, that's just like a big fucking flashing neon light that says Miz is going to win and then he's going to challenge at like I don't know 
fucking Royal Rumble or some shit. Yes, that's whatever what the next yeah, one is. And then the Fiend's gonna come out. And yeah, yeah, and then he loses. Gonna, yeah, the, right. like, like I said, that's a way to keep Bray Wyatt champion for two extra months. Is basically and, what it is. And keep uh, well, it'll be longer than that. No, no, he'll he'll have it till WrestleMania because oh, I think mean, he's gonna okay. have it with Roman. They're they're not they don't have enough people on SmackDown that are viable options to his title. You think that okay? So I think the Miz wins, right? And then the Miz loses that Royal Rumble. Maybe Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble. They have an Elimination Chamber match where he wins again. Roman Reigns is in the mix for the WrestleMania match. I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but it's going to be Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns at WrestleMania against Bray Wyatt. I think. It just depends on how they how they want to get there. Yeah. Because they, I could easily see Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend again at Royal Rumble for the match. But I think it would be easier to protect Daniel Bryan uh, concussion-wise if he was just in the Royal Rumble match because he wouldn't have to do as much stuff if you were worried about him getting to WrestleMania. Right. So I don't know. It depends on how they want to do it. But yes, the singles match and going against Bray Wyatt, I'm picking The Miz by default just because I don't want them to make The Miz look fucking stupid by losing the match. But who knows what's about to happen. Hell, they could have it where he thinks he's fighting Bray Wyatt the whole time, and the lights go out, and then Fiend comes out instead and fucks him up, and then he just beats the shit out of him. We don't know how, how it's going to happen. They, could, they change shit at last minute all the time, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of different avenues they could go, and we are in agreement that they usually take the wrong one. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I just think with it being non-title, I, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Miz wins... Now, would you rather see? Now, would you rather see the Miz? I mean, see, it's with the two Royal Rumble matches, right? On the Royal Rumble show, I just feel like that's two hours, basically, right there, at least, right? So, yeah. um, two hours of your four or five hour big show that you have is, is two matches, right? So you're gonna need a quick match. So why wouldn't you just have the Miz win this, then get the rematch, but for the title, or get another match, but for the title? And then have the fiend, you know, basically squash him in like five minutes. Right. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Because you got to save time, but you still want to have the world title defended. You know, it just makes sense. But you also want to make the Miz, or everybody think that the Miz deserved the title shot. So you know what I'm saying? Like all that combined, I think that's where they're gonna go with it. But who knows? Well, what do you do? You think they might throw Brian into a, like a triple threat too, because he's kind of involved with the Miz shit too. Yes, uh, no, not with. I don't think he'll be involved in a triple threat with the Miz because the Miz has kind of been playing nice with him. He's kind of been like face, like even though Daniel Bryan's not trying to hear it because of their past. But well, see, uh, my thought is like if Miz starts being an asshole, he's like, "Well, I beat Bray Wyatt, and you couldn't do it." And then Daniel Bryan's just like, "It's not the same thing." <laughs> yeah. Or okay, so. Yeah, I guess, but then how, I mean, is this their way to get the title off of Bray? Is by a triple threat because maybe that's the only way they could even get it off of Bray Wyatt. Maybe, man. Uh, I I don't see the point in taking it off of him at all. No, not, it, not right now. I'm just saying. I mean, ever, just leave it on him forever. Um, I mean, it's not any different than fucking Brock Lesnar, really. Except it's got a fucking annoying ass red light that I don't want to see. Yeah, god damn it, dude. If they don't set that red light shit, I'm I just I can't watch that shit, man. I barely even watched his last match. I I just couldn't with the red light shit. They gotta stop. Mm -hmm. Alright. It's almost like they so, took yeah. the it's almost like they took that WrestleMania match between 
AJ Styles and Randy Orton where everybody was complaining in the thing that they couldn't see the match because of the red light. And they're like, you know what? Well, we got something for you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have it for the the Balor match. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to hide or prove storyline-wise. I don't know if they're trying to hide something. You know, it's, it feels like one of those tactics where they're, they're trying to not shed light on something else, if that makes sense. I don't know. It, I mean, it's not just really two children. I don't know. Kane used to do the shit, too, when he fucking came out. All, when Early Kane, like debut Kane. He had red lights and shit for a little bit. And I guess somebody was like, man, that looks, shit looks stupid. You need to stop doing that. And then they stopped. So I don't know why they would think it looked, would look better in HD. But I assure yeah. you that it doesn't. All right, so we got... um. Okay, got it. I hope. Oh, you know what else would determine it? I think. I think because I don't know. Maybe they just wanted Roman Reigns to fucking main event, so they made it non-title. Because Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go through this other match first. The New Day versus the Revival in a ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Who do you think's gonna win that one? Well, with the Revival being last-minute replacements for fucking Rude and Ziggler. Yeah. I don't see them being booked to win because they weren't even originally booked to be there. So the New Day probably wins that. Yeah, I got the New Day as well. Okay, so then we go to the main event like I was talking about. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Um, I'm going Reigns, obviously. Um, I have I have zero faith that King Corbin is going to win this match, nor should he. Uh, with all the, you know, WrestleMania season literally Right around yeah, the corner. you can't you can't have him losing to fucking Corbin with Royal Rumble in a month, WrestleMania in three or four. Yeah, dude, I got Reigns winning this too. It's it's so stupid. Uh, so we're literally the same on every match. Weird. Yep, that's the first time. That's happened no, before. It definitely hasn't happened before, and it probably won't happen again. Uh, well, they make this shit so predictable. Sometimes it's like. The only one that the only one where I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not super sure. Is the the Kabuki Warriors match? I, I could see them doing some shit where Charlotte and Becky get the titles and then have their own little internal fucking. <laughs> That's funny. I'm I'm actually more confident in that pick than I am the Rusev Lashley pick because the Rusev Lashley has been such a fifty fifty bullshit thing, and it's just a tables match that it could easily have Rusev win the thing just because. But I just yeah, feel like I just but feel, you could, uh, the thing about when's the last time you had like a definitive tables match in a feud? Yeah. Because it's going through a table doesn't mean shit, really. Last man standing, maybe, or, you know, yeah. like a hell in a cell. But for a blow-off match, a tables match, hopefully hopefully, they just do the fucking thing and, and kill it. Like, I, If this is the last match in it, if this is the blow-off, amazing, great. I never want to see any of this shit again. Um, I don't know why people, I mean, I uh, nobody likes it. I haven't met anybody that <laughs> Somebody was asking... <laughs> Somebody was asking on uh, Twitter the other day, or they were like, I, well, I was talking about things that were wrong with AEW, and I named a few things. And somebody's like, oh, well, then what makes it so much better than WWE? And I was listening to a bunch of shit, and one of the things I put was no cuck angles. <laughs> like, yeah. fucking, nobody wants to watch this shit. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody, I mean, they didn't get the hint that the Maria and Mike Canellas thing was terrible. So they just said, oh, you know what, we're going to one-up it and put it on, put the same storyline on people that you actually care about. And now they're doing it with fucking Elias and Drake Maverick. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah, but Drake Maverick has already been teasing that uh, 
storyline for a while anyway from him himself because he kept saying he couldn't consummate the marriage unless he had the 24-7 title type deal, so he still hasn't done it and all this other shit. But now it's kind of taken into a life of its own with Elias coming back. Yes. But yes, Elias has been gone that long, and that's what you came up with him for him on his return, by the way. Just have him go out there and play music. He doesn't need to fuck anyone's wife. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. He's got he's got a whole gimmick already. It's fine. Also, you didn't People need to make it. Drake Maverick try to fuck Dana Brooke either, because that didn't make any sense either. Considering we already know the whole thing about him getting married and consummating his marriage and all this other stuff, and then you're gonna try to have him kiss Dana Brooke in the back. That's so stupid. That makes no sense. The only, yeah. Was, I get that you're trying to have your own stories or whatever, but. That you can't do that in social media age. We already know that the dude – I mean you actually brought it onto the TV on your yeah. screen. So I would have never known he was married except for you, <laughs> and now you're yeah. – <laughs> And you're like, oh, just watch this man try to cheat on his wife. Like you don't fucking remember that he's married. Like it's so stupid. And then, oh, yeah, he's – all right, he's married. Maybe we should mention that. Uh, let's have Elias go out there and say that he's going to fuck his wife. Like what? What? <laughs> yep. If I was Elias, I'd be trying to go back to NXT too. <laughs> Elias is great on the big stage though, because he uh, he's so good at talking so much shit. Yeah. I just wish I did more with him. He's he's uh, I I have him kind of mentally on the same level as like a McIntyre. Like it's just he could he could be doing a lot. He could easily be holding the IC title long term, something like that, and. I, I could see him as a world champion too, and not not think twice about it. It's just they're never going to push him that far. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I could see him as a world champion. I could see McIntyre as a world champion. They keep talking about, but they never fucking pull the trigger, uh, which makes no sense. He's good on the mic, especially when he gets angry at somebody. Like he starts talking mad shit about people in the back. Um, but uh, Elias, obviously, I mean, Elias has like the rock gene. Like he can play the guitar, come up with the lyrics. Everybody's fucking over for him. I mean, he's not as a good as, as good of a wrestler as him, but he's not bad. He's not even close yeah. to bad. He's good. He's a good wrestler. Um, right. I would put his wrestling ability on the like up there with like basically like the Miz. He has that same like. Oh, I think he's better than the Miz. Well, I think he's Miz close. now or Miz. No, like... Miz when Miz was champ. <laughs> like, right, yeah. I mean, because we're talking about him potentially being a champion. Whether he deserves yeah. being a champion, yes, because he's he's no he's just yeah. as good as the Miz when Miz was fucking. On fire. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Alright, so TLC predictions. There they are. Probably gonna be wrong. Be Probably not. No, no, I... I actually, I'm pretty fucking... I, actually, I'm pretty confident yeah. in this one. <laughs> I, I know that you say that yeah, I, all the time. I, I mean, sure, sure to, yeah, sure to be wrong. Not this one. Yeah, sure. This all one. of them are sure to be wrong, And but I've actually done pretty good on the, like, the last three. One, I went undefeated, <laughs> so... So, if you want to... Um, Go ahead and place those bets. Use right. my predictions because, well, technically both of our predictions on this one, but you should make some money. All right. Take a quick break real quick. Then when we get back, ratings for week nine for AEW and NXT. It's going to be insane. we got to go over three weeks worth of ratings, and then we'll go right into our stiff shots of news that's gone uh, been going around the last couple of weeks. All right, everybody, welcome back to the MonsterCast. I know how to start them, but I don't know how to finish them. Ratings for Week 9. <laughs> or no, not even Week 9. Well, yeah, I guess we could do Week 9. Week 9 was um, a landslide destroyed as far as overall numbers. NXT, I was actually pretty shocked with this, by the way. Um, I don't know if you were or not. I know that everybody's saying that NXT still won the demo. 
I didn't I wasn't surprised that NXT won cuz I said on the show by the way if you listen to our last episode I said I actually thought NXT with the residual effect of Survivor Series would win this that week but I said that they would not win the next week because people would realize that Survivor Series is over like that's overall. the only reason there is any crossover yeah exactly yeah. but you said on the show and I have listened to it to make sure that you still thought AEW was going to win that week, despite that. But not only did they lose, I mean, of course, let's go ahead and out, put it out there because everybody else that is an AEW or WWE fanboy, they all mention the demo, the key demo. AEW somehow still fucking won that, by the way. Yeah, well, here's why, dude. What day was that? Uh, what day was the Wednesday? Yeah. It was the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. So you've got old fucking people who aren't traveling for Thanksgiving sitting at home still watching the same shit they always watch on their own TVs when people come over or when they don't come over because their grandkids don't visit them no more. Still watching NXT. you got the younger demo uh, or and the rest of the other people that were watching AEW or whatever. Like there's a lot of traveling going on for – uh, for Thanksgiving, like, so they barely won that demo, but they usually have much higher numbers in that demo. Those people were fucking busy. I was busy. Like, I was I, in Canada. I, I, like, I didn't watch it, it. I watched it live. You know, the very first AEW show that I did. fucking old. But the very first AEW show that I did not watch live was this week's. Mm. That was the very first one I haven't watched live. I actually watched... And, to be fair, I actually watched, not because I wanted to see it more, but I actually watched NXT's show first before I watched AEW's show this week for the first time since AEW's been on regular TV, or uh, every weekly TV. Um, but, but anyway. No, we'll just, they completely overlooked that. And as soon as those numbers came out, I was like, yeah, dude, it was a fucking holiday. And I didn't feel like anybody was really saying that. Um, that's why I knew the I next, no I knew the really... next week, I was like, this isn't going to be the same. Like, there's no way this... This stays the same next week because there's not a holiday next week. Okay, so um, so yeah. Anyway, so the the week that got pushed back because of the holidays, it was NXT eight hundred and ten thousand to AEW six hundred and sixty three thousand. Uh, by far AEW's lowest so far. Um, then the week after Thanksgiving, it was eight hundred and forty five thousand for NXT to eight hundred and fifty one thousand for AEW. So AEW bounces back and gets the win. And then, uh, this week, it was tied 778000 apiece, which brings the overall record AEW 8-2-1 against NXT. And in case you don't understand how records work, that means NXT is 2-8-1 against <laughs> AEW, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I love the, uh, the BTE segment. <laughs> about the, yeah, the, Jackson running. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, I thought I we thought went in the key demos though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we went in the key demos. Yeah, that part was funny. I thought Kenny Omega took a little long to get to the marathon sprint line, but yeah, yeah but it was fucking funny though. The actually that was one of the better ones in a while actually because I know they've been busy so they don't have as much content or anything. But that one was that was a pretty good episode of VTE this week. I really I'm really liking the. Um, the best friends on the BTML bag every week. They might as well just go ahead and give them give them that segment and just have well, guests. And to be fair, they did steal the the room service thing from them. So yeah, they sure did. 
Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> they had him on the show to do it. That was funny too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is a, I, I really like all their backstage stuff. Um, I didn't have room in the tweet full of all the things I was listing that were better, but they're they're behind the scenes and even backstage like supplemental stuff is way better. Like those WWE.com exclusives don't yeah. really match up to yeah those twenty second things. Yeah, yeah, that are still in kayfabe. Occasionally, there's like a really good New Day interview, and I'm like, cool. Other than that, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Unless unless it unless other people watch it first and. Then they let me know that it was a shoot, like the Daniel Bryan Miz thing or the Dolph Ziggler uh, right. stuff like that. Then I will not go out of my way to watch it because there's it's going to be ninety eight percent shit. But BTE, they're they've been doing it for so long, and they show you they show you cool shit too. So like, so yes, we know it's all kayfabe and storyline, but we also know we're all smart enough to know with the internet that. Other things happen, and you want to be involved in it. And it's like the only sport where you want to be involved that much compared to right. other sports. I don't um, give a shit about baseball contracts. Yeah, I don't. Well, I do actually because the Yankees just well, signed fucking three hundred and twenty-four oh, million God. dollars away. Three hundred and twenty-four million. Keep this on away. your other podcast. Three hundred and twenty-four million dollars away for a pitcher. That's all I'm gonna say. So for one fucking pitcher, we need way more than one. But anyway, the Yankees aside. How? The crazy thing about that is, and we'll we'll get off on this tangent for just a second, but how the fuck are MLB contracts still going up when their attendance is so fucking bad anytime I ever see anything on television except for the World Series? Okay, so here's here's how MLB works, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. I mean, it's really not as complicated as you make it seem because if it was just based off a of gate alone, then yes, I understand. But here's the deal. Um in an MLB Roster, I think there's only 23 roster on the roster. The minor leagues and stuff, they pay for to an extent, but not really. The the subdivisions actually pay a lot of these contracts. I'm pretty sure that the owners don't pay four leagues worth of fucking players, okay? So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Number two, sponsorships is a huge thing for MLB. When you see their back outfield walls for 160 or 80, 81 games, 82 games, what, how many? 162 games? I think yeah, it it's 162. Okay, okay yeah. so half well, of that is home games, right? So no. ownership for all that – I mean, and it's not just the back wall. It's everywhere. There's, they're getting paid by sponsors. Individual stadiums are getting paid by individual sponsors like local stuff and state stuff and then national stuff. And then the MLB gets sponsorships of, as well for being the national water of Major League Baseball like Aquafina or whatever. So you get those. And they get dispersed throughout the teams, um, supposed to be evenly. Um, and you have 80, so 80 whatever games, home games for attendance. And yes, even though that the attendance is bad, especially in places like Tampa Bay or just losing teams in general, San Diego, stuff like that. When you when you tally up how much MLB tickets cost over that long, over that many games, then it makes up for it. So here's uh, – I understand that they make money on sponsorships. My my question is more when interest in the product has dropped to the point that attendance is that bad, why are sponsors still paying the same amount of money knowing that there's like one-tenth of the eyes on the fucking product that there used to be? Because you can pay you can pay less as a sponsor overall. I understand that. So how are contracts going up? Okay, because okay, so let's 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 throw it in there as t in terms of NFL versus MLB because in comparison NFL is the most popular sport, right? 
Mm-hmm. It is. I guess, yeah. Okay, so NFL only has 16 games, okay? 16 weeks. The MLB has 162 games. So when a sponsor, even though they're paying more money overall, it's still less per game. So you're still getting more eyes on your sponsor, quote-unquote sponsor, than you would be if you paid more money to have it on less games for the NFL. So, I mean, that's the best way I can describe the sponsorship thing. I, I don't know. This is the other thing about sponsorship shit, too. I don't care how many times I see a fucking ad for something. If I don't need it, I'm not buying it. Yeah, and the only and the only see the only other thing that I could say with sponsorships though is it would have to be a new product. Like if you fucking advertise Ritz crackers to me, a I fucking know Ritz crackers exists. Yeah. Me seeing an ad for Ritz crackers doesn't make me think shit. I should go pick up some Ritz crackers. Who does this work on? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it obviously works on something, or they still wouldn't be doing it. I, but it's crazy. I yeah. think that every time, every time I see a fucking commercial for something like M and M's, like you guys are paying for. A commercial to tell people, like, everybody knows what the fucking M&M is, and if yeah. they see it at the store, they're going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. If they I've want never it. bought yeah. M&Ms because I saw a fucking <laughs> a, a human version of an M&M making a fucking joke in a cartoon. Yeah, the, the sponsors – okay, so um, the sponsors that would work on me, obviously, are new products that I might find interesting that I want to try. Right. Anything else that I already know about, obviously, it's not going to affect my decision. But there's a reason why a movie like They Live – let's bring it back to wrestling – They Live exists because that's a legit thing, man. People will fucking subliminally try to make you purchase things or do whatever corporate uh, corporate greed, corporate things like that to make money. And for some reason, if it helps because if the bottom line – if if the bottom line comes back and they prove somehow that sponsors don't work, then they wouldn't be doing them. Bro, the only the only influencing that ads have ever had on my decision, aside from like seeing something and be like, "Oh, that's that's cool when it's new," and I'm like, oh, "I should I should look into that and see if I want to get it," is I will specifically not buy shit because if you have a really annoying commercial that keeps interrupting my shit, I'll remember it. And I'm like, fuck them. I'm not giving them money. Goddamn interrupted gas, YouTube ads every 10 minutes for whatever, toothpaste or whatever the shit. Get out of here. I'm never buying that. I'll buy it, not buy it out of spite. Yeah. I might have bought it if it was on sale and it was the cheapest one, but now fuck you. <laughs> I'll pay the extra dollar. Fuck you, Colgate. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I mean, that can be like that too. I mean, it would have to be a really stupid commercial for me to, you know. Uh, there's a few. Trump, like Trump bars or something like that. But like, okay, so. Um, back to that though. <laughs> I would buy those either. <laughs> I might buy one. <laughs> that might actually work. Um, okay, so um, but yeah, so like, okay, or a sponsor like for a new TV show or something. That's completely different. We're talking about just products, but products. Uh, and yeah, any any well like Coca Cola ads. I, I'm sure Coca Cola pays a ton in fucking ads, but everybody on Earth knows what the fuck Coca Cola is. What are you advertising? Yeah, now there, it's different. Are their sales yeah, like, really going up? But like, yeah. if you had like, like that... the vanilla Coke orange shit when that came out, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like whatever. Yeah, that's why I said new. That's why I said it has to be a new product. Yeah, it could be, it could be under an old umbrella, but it would have to be a new product for me to care because you're teaching me something that I did not know existed before, and now that it even happens, where I don't even have to do it on TV. So like, when a new flavor of Mountain Dew is coming out or something, people post it all over online. I see it online before I'll see it on fucking TV. Well, that's it's always made me wonder why in wrestling, 
Vince McMahon has never been like, oh, well, maybe we should sell some fucking sponsorships for the stuff around the side of the ring or whatever. Um, like, even just the barricade having shit on it, just like MLB does, you would think that some sponsor somewhere would pay for that, whether it be the people they already have a partnership with, like Mattel or whatever. Or like, yeah. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure from, like, a visual point of view, he's kind of like, oh, I think it would be ugly and... I I don't want to advertise other people's products in my product, but that'd be that's that's always seemed like a, such a huge untapped revenue source to me. And it first came to my mind when when Lesnar had his whole Jimmy John shorts thing when he came back. Oh, it's been on my mind for a while. And I was I mean, like, you, why that, the you, fuck are y'all not? But yeah, doing that about, with everybody. Yeah, and and that would be cool for individual even individual wrestlers like your really popular ones. Like, why can't Roman Reigns have a fucking little? Nike uh, patch over his fucking thing if he's sponsored by Nike. If you're really that fucking popular, right, and you really think – like, like for instance, you know how The Rock has his own shoe now. <laughs> the Rock should have had his own shoe when right. he was fucking in wrestling. He yep. was that popular. Austin should have had his own something. I don't fucking know. It was his own beer when he was in wrestling instead um, of waiting till now. White like, beater t-shirt line. <laughs> yeah, anything. I mean, anything like that. I mean, just anything that makes sense with their character. But right. WWE wants to be like the Walmart of wrestling or Walmart of companies and just have everything come directly from them. So you're They're all the, great them. value here. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much – I mean, literally that's what it is, though. Because <laughs> I like, mean, it really okay, is what so, it seems like, though. Yeah. I Because mean, I I, I I always – I've always asked uh, my friend Eric when I lived in North Carolina. I said, why doesn't WWE ever have a fucking NASCAR car? When yeah. NASCAR was like really super popular, right? And it, it it was at one time it was fucking like the fastest rising sport of all time in like the like 98, 99, 2000 um all the way up to like 2004, 2005 when Jimmy Johnson was winning all of them in a row. Why the hell would WWE like guess what the two main companies were that was in my mind that didn't have sponsorships? WWE and Walmart never had a fucking car. Why? Well, See that? Yeah, that's funny too. Because even now you have who was didn't fucking Kyle Busch just win the twenty four seven championship the other night? Exactly. Like, make, so make you'll cross a, over their shit. Yeah, give them a sponsor. Like, okay, so you're clearly using it to benefit you, or you think it benefits you with that demographic or that fan base, but you won't put your sponsor on the car. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. I I completely agree with you on that. I've always thought that, like, and yes, the ring thing, like WCW did it. You know that yep. was extra Slim money. Jim and Slim Jim, the they used yep. to actually put it on the ring. Yes, and AEW does it now with Crackle Bar- Cracker Barrel, and um, they did the Rick and Morty thing. You know Rick and Morty. You know they paid them to do that. AEW didn't pay Rick and Morty to fucking have them out there. Yeah. So I mean, it's that... just, I mean, it just makes no sense why you're not really selling your soul or anything. And the last person that needs to. Worry about, about that, that Vince. Vince. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I don't the, understand. The train left a long time ago. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't do it either, man. I I really do not. And, and fucking and UFC the, does it constantly. And exactly. It well, I was going to bring that up earlier. That? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up earlier because you said um what first made you think about it was um Lesnar, Lesnar. But yes, but even going back before that, definitely UFC. They got more sponsors than anybody, it seems. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like what the hell? They're paying their fighters millions, yes, dozens and multi fucking hundreds of millions sometimes, and y'all are out there fucking. Well, Samoa Joe can have eight hundred thousand a year, and like motherfucker, yeah, Samoa Joe works harder than any fucking UFC fighter. I guarantee you. 
I mean, most, I mean, technically, just wear and tear on the body alone. Yeah, most of them do. About. Yeah, yeah, most of them do. So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And if we ever get to that point where we talked about on the last show, where we get to the independent contractor thing, and it actually becomes somebody actually does something, and they actually do become independent contractors, um, they could get their own sponsorships. Exactly, and that's what I feel like Lesnar did. He did that on his contract. You really want me? I'm really an independent contractor. I'm keeping my fucking Jimmy John sponsor. Not only keeping it, I have obligations to fill with them, and they will be on my shorts. You got people out there right now like Bobby Lashley who has to turn his Nike headband inside out because they don't want to show the logo on TV. Well, That's I don't know ridiculous. how much – I don't See, this is the other part of that too where sponsors maybe are a little bit hesitant because they – they wouldn't have any creative control. Vince definitely wouldn't allow that. So how much does Nike really want to be associated with Bobby Lashley fucking some man's wife? <laughs> okay, okay, so I understand that. I understand that, but we also are on the same page that sponsors should not have creative control of any right. kind, correct? Okay, yeah. so the, the only sponsor, the only thing that you should have control over is, hey, I signed this guy to my brand like Nike signs – LeBron James. Right. So why can't there be an like an Under Armour or a Nike or a Puma or whatever sign a wrestler to a deal and then come yeah. out with their own shoe? I mean, is WWE allowing that or is that in the contract that you can't do that? Because there's there should be no reason why Cena never got a fucking shoe. At least you know what I'm saying. He wore different shoes all the time. Shane McMahon. Who wears a different fucking pair of Jordans every match? How come he doesn't have his own special brand of Jordans? How that come he's he not getting paid to advertise those Jordans? But he, but he has no problem wearing them, and nobody fucking makes him hide them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like it's just different. It's weird. It's on a case-to-case basis with WWE, and it makes no sense. And I totally agree with you. Not only could the wrestlers be making more money, but WWE could be making more money if they just fucking use sponsorship way better than what they're doing. Oh, like, well, by the way, out. almost. Go ahead. Kofi was wearing those uh, NASA off-white collab fucking yeah, he's orange. He's wearing a lot of NASA and, stuff. Yeah, the orange and blue mm-hmm. sneakers or whatever. I actually bought a pair of those for from my girlfriend um, when they had come out. And those things are not cheap. <laughs> so like, I know I have a pair. It's free advertising. I have um, the NASA. I have the NASA orange. It's orange, blue, and red with the silver, right? And then the, the red is the tag. Red? Just the tag on the hers. It was like oh, okay. it was blue, silver, and orange, and then it had the off-white tag on it that said like "Prepare for flight" or some yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's got the it's got the NASA logo on one tongue and his logo on the other, and it's got another logo on the back or something like that. And it yeah. says something about if uh, don't tell me I can't fly or some shit. I don't know. It's it's some little. Quote on the back, but and I got, got the NASA Nike backpack too. Okay, so I've got. I'll show you the picture of mine and see if it's the same after the show. But I also have the NASA special edition where they're all they're, the whole thing silver. Yeah, it's all silver shoe. So yeah, I mean I know that they're not. I mean they're not super expensive, but they are expensive. They are. I paid one twenty for both of mine. Um, one twenty a piece. I mean, um, for both of mine. Now if you're trying to get the fucking orange ones, the orange and silver and red and blue ones now. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be expensive. Um, I was barely able to get those. I got lucky, actually, and got yeah, them on a I mean, release. He, he 100% should have gotten some kind of. He, he, I mean, if he was, if he had some sort of agreement with Nike, he's like, all right, I'll wear these out, and the the announcers will specifically mention them, and 
Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, sponsorships, they would want to get mentioned on the broadcast, I imagine. Or at least yeah. some of them would. Like, I'm, I don't think Jimmy John's necessarily is like, oh, make sure you say that Jimmy John's is on fucking Brock Lesnar shorts. Like, we can all read. But yeah. something like those shoes where people might not necessarily know where they are, what they are or whatever. Or where they came from, yeah. Have Corey Graves or say something real quick and then be done with it. Or even how you can get them. It's like, so... They made the little stupid limited edition fucking Bray Wyatt things for $6,500, right? Mm. The titles. Oh, my God. If you, By the way, if you buy that, uh, you should be banned <laughs> from wrestling events <laughs> for at least three years. Just like, to no joke. Show up to an AEW event with it and just oh wearing it in the God. front row. Like, if you got enough – I mean, do you know how many fucking front row tickets you could get to shows for $6,500? Well, I can't go to all of them, but I sure can look at this belt every day. Jesus Christ, that would be terrible. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I made a tweet. I don't know. I don't remember what if I made it on our podcast one, but I said I had quoted it and I said, um, "What's the? How many did they make for just for the four people in the fucking front row? That's every WWE show because that's the only people that can afford that shit. That's insane. I mean, I can afford it. I would just never buy it. Why would you want to buy it? I would never want to buy it. No one should ever want to buy that." Not for that much. Uh, somebody's got a real specific fetish, and they're cutting a hole in the mouth. That's the only reason I paid sixty five hundred dollars for that fucking thing. There's that's insane. Like even three, I thought three hundred or four hundred, which is what I thought it was going to come out as. By the way, it was still too much because it's ugly. I understand. I agree. I don't have any of those fucking hardcore replicas like that that people pay four hundred dollars for. That's insane. Well, I mean, yeah, I get like it's a it's a Tom Savini piece. Okay. Well, if it was a if it was a one of the masks, yeah, just the mask, yeah, exactly. and it was like nine hundred, I could see that, but it's not. Well, yeah. here's the thing about that. Um, so they can collab with him, but they can't collab with you know big companies and make more money for themselves. Yeah. Because I mean, after the limited edition goes down and all ten are sold, uh, <laughs> did you really make anything? I mean, you did, but how much? Do, how much goes back to Tom Savini for making those? I mean, he's going to get paid a hefty amount. He probably got. Um, he probably got paid flat fee. Um. So okay. So about the sponsorship. Before we move on, uh, we're completely in agreement that they definitely should be doing it. Um, and yes, you don't have to be like NASCAR. We have to mention fucking twenty of your sponsors or anything like that if you're an individual wrestler. Um, I'd like to thank God, my mom, Coca Cola, Eminem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> I could have I could have done it without Tide Extra today or Everlast um, batteries keeping my car going uh, on these here Goodyear tires. And <laughs> but but have you ever noticed? And back to my Walmart, WWE is basically the Walmart of wrestling uh, uh, connection. Mm. Um, have you ever noticed that most of WWE's sponsors for their pay-per-views now are shit that they're doing? Yeah. Um. Well, see, the other thing is too. They like I was I was gonna mention this too. Like they have sponsors for the show already, but the thing is they could be selling more sponsorship slots by doing visual ads on the barricades and shit like that. So you'll always have like the oh this WWE presented by whoever the fuck checkers. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like they'll have a they'll have a pay per view and they'll be like sponsored by WWE Supercard. What? Yeah. Or sponsored by uh, WWE. Uh, we some kind of film, some kind of film that they did, or you sponsored know anything. By See no evil. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, Dude. how are you sponsoring your own shit? <laughs> uh, it's just a conglomerate, and they're moving money around, bro. 
That doesn't make any sense. And we right, couldn't, so find we gotta... a, couldn't find a regular sponsor for this pay-per-view because it's a little-ass pay-per-view, so we're going to move some money over from Supercard, and that's what's going to pay for it, the end. Okay, Okay. so before we get into our stiff shots, uh, we're going to – well, no, I can do that later. I'll do – we'll go over the AEW stuff. I was going to – we're going to ask uh, what we're looking forward to the most as far as AEW versus NXT next week. But first, got to go over these stiff shots. A lot of shit has happened the last two weeks. Uh, Oni Lorcan has apparently signed a new deal with WWE. Have you heard about it, that? Yeah, I heard that he did. Um, it's not. I don't know. I I had heard that he, he asked for his release. Well, yeah, though. he didn't want to. They must have offered him a shit ton of money, which is crazy because it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot with him. But here's the thing about Oni Lorcan too. Maybe it, maybe he wasn't asking for his release for real. He's such an asshole on Twitter. Maybe yeah. he was just <laughs> maybe he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Maybe he was just putting out a fake fucking. Maybe he was doing it because everybody else is doing yeah. it, type deal, and just making a Trying making a funny. joke about it. No, yeah, I, I think I, I think he really did want to leave, but they probably just offered him a bunch of money. It's hard to oh. say no to a bunch of money, especially when they're not really using you. So it's like, yeah. well, shit, you want me to make how much to sit here and do nothing and not go to another company? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, in light of the Lana Lashley story. Starting the trend of calling Rusev a bad boy, Joey Janela has now filed to trademark his bad boy nickname. <laughs> Good. Yeah. They should exactly. all be trademarking everything all the time. If, they should have already done it. If honestly. Conrad hasn't spoken to you personally and told you this already. <laughs> yeah. Copyright everything. Copyright everything. Um, Teddy Hart has been granted his release from MLW and showed up. Um... Teddy Hart was let go <laughs> from MLW. Granted, yeah, but he was no, he was granted his release. He asked like multiple times to be released, and then he kept being an asshole. And then they were like, "All right, fine, leave." So I don't really think he was being an asshole, but uh, I mean, he is an asshole. But I don't think that's uh, what happened with this contract. I heard that there were several incidents. That there's always several incidents with Teddy Hart. Right, that's what he's known for. Well, right. So where's he working now? Um, he showed up in the crowd at I don't remember where though. Hold on, let me look, look it up because I just went blank when I tried to fucking tell you. Yeah, during AEW Dark. Oh yeah. Yeah, showed up in the crowd during AEW's Dark. We won't, obviously we won't see it till next but week, and we don't know if he's. I don't know if it's an Enzo Amore Survivor Series yeah, situation, showing or up if it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I don't know. It could be. I... Also, he's with uh, Maria Manic now, who's in Ring of Honor. Just so you know. See, my thing is like I don't. I don't see that AEW needs him like at all, and with his past behavioral issues. And there's a lot of them. That doesn't make sense to me as a signing any more than fucking ACH would. So, um, oh, well, maybe not to that extent. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't know, man. I, ACH has lost his fucking marbles. Yeah, so. I know. You see uh, Shad get on him the other day? Oh, I, oh I'm oh, i about to get to it, so you ain't got to worry about that. But, yeah, dude, fucking... I, I don't... Teddy Hart, I... He was probably just there as a, like, spectator. I, I don't see... What are they going to do with him? Hey, he's still a good wrestler. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but they're not going to put him beyond the Sean Spears spot, especially not with his fucking attitude. I don't know. They could they could add him to uh, the hybrid too, as far as like if they ever came up with the trios, because he's been work he's worked with Jack Evans many times. Mm. So I could see that. No. Because they kind of moved Kip Sabian away from the hybrid too. Yeah. For their little trio or whatever that they had going on for like two weeks. Um. Okay. Uh, WWE backstage broke the news that John Morrison has officially signed with WWE. So Johnny Entertainment. So that's so John Morrison. I mean, he's gonna be John Morrison, but uh, but yeah, he's back. 
uh, I assume that he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown because they definitely need him more than NXT does, although I'd rather see him on NXT. But then again, like I told you, I don't remember if I said it on the show, but I definitely know I said it in text. Unless he has a fucking something in his contract where he says he's winning the world title at some point during this contract, there's no reason for him to come back to WWE. Um, so what I, I had read in an interview that he'd said something along the lines of when he left, it wasn't even supposed to be a long-term thing. Like yeah. he was leaving like a sabbatical to He's go do to some take a year off. And, yeah, yeah, and it ended up being eight years. Right. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. Maybe he just maybe he just wants to be back around people that he used to work with because you know Miz is still there and Ryder's yeah, still there, and... Ziggler, Ziggler's still there. Yeah, so people that would, they all, they've all gone to each other's weddings and stuff. So yeah, I mean I get that, but his girl's still at Impact. Well, he ain't going to fucking Impact. He's actually he was at Impact. I understand <laughs> that, but he's like built up his stock enough to where he doesn't need to go back to fucking Impact. I don't think he needed to go to Impact to begin with. I think he could have went to WWE right out after Lucha Underground. He was his stock was pretty fucking yeah. high. That's true. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, probably just the money and old age thing. Uh, it's been... Doing it one more time. Yeah, I get it, but I'm just saying, unless... I mean, I would have that in their contract. I don't care. I'm winning the world title. I don't care if it's for 24 hours like Kane. I'm winning the world <laughs> title. There's no, re- there's nothing else I can do here. Mm. I'm not putting... I'm not coming here. I, he's but, still good enough where he ain't going to be putting over people dude, all the time. They're, That's stupid. They're gonna, I, I feel like they're going to do the McIntyre thing with him. He's going to come back, he's going to be real strong, they're going to throw him in a fucking stable, and then he's just going to kind of sit. So. I would love to see, I would love to see, okay, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but let my creative juices are thinking now, because you got me thinking about what they could do with him. The Fiend, or if Bray Wyatt loses The Miz tonight, mm-hmm. right? The Fiend beats the shit out of The Miz at Royal Rumble, turns Miz Makes him see like that's like that's pretty much Bray Wyatt's whole thing. Make you worse than what you were type deal and getting revenge on you for fucking him over as when he was Bray Wyatt. So if Miz beats him as Bray Wyatt in the non-title match, then he would have a reason to go after him as the Fiend. Because right now he doesn't have a reason to go after the Miz as the Fiend. They don't really have a whole lot of history. (laughs) Exactly. So you beat the shit out of him. You turn him into back to like old school Miz where he's a bad guy basically. And you put Miz and Morrison back together. Yeah, that'd be cool. See, the other thing is too, and I think I, I think I, we had talked about this a while ago. That's why long term, if if you want to pretend that WWE does long term booking, the really the only person that it makes sense for Bray to drop it to is going to be Roman Reigns, because he's never been different. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna turn him back to anything. So you turn yeah. you turn Seth back into an asshole, leading a three man faction. You turn. <laughs> well, you're not, well, you're not really turning. You're not really trying to turn Roman. I mean, in Roman's case, it's kind of like Rollins's case. You're not trying to turn him into anything. You're just trying to uh, bring something out of him. Because okay, but, so, it, but it's because Roman was, was heel. Roman was heel. Yeah, but Roman was heel when the Shield first came in, and he was dominant and fucking everybody else. Any different? And now he's kind of no. Nice. Well, he's softer now. Like well, his character is softer. He was eat, obviously he was eating some dog food the other day. Also, also the they had he has a reason to go after Roman because you know the Shield beat the fucking Wyatt family all the time every time they fought each other. So, so I mean, it still makes sense with Roman. I just feel like Roman would be the best case scenario as far as the person that doesn't fall to the fiend if you're going to well, take the fiend not only that off but him. sending him back to being more aggressive is not a it's not a good way to win your match 
<laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm gonna turn you into who else. you used to be. Like, all right, cool. No, 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 no. Good. I get that. I'm not saying he fall. I'm saying. Well, I'm saying if you go with Roman to take the title off him, then that means he doesn't fall for the Fiend shit storyline wise. Mm. So he stays Roman Reigns and proves that you don't have to do like go like be somebody else to beat the Fiend oh, type dude, deal. You know, because be the fucking hilarious. Though. He he gets in his head so much that he turns it back into Leah Key. Oh, Comes God. out in the green anyway. fucking. Yeah, they have, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see Roman with. I mean, I didn't see Seth come out with the blonde streak yeah. after his match. That hey, he might be so. bringing it back. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. it would fit now. He should have honestly. He should have never lost it. To be Dude, honest with you, when they did the reveal of a... him spinning around in the fucking chair, he should have had it. Yeah, that would have been sweet. I agree. That would have been cool. And then he could start wearing the fucking cow tights again. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's continue. We have on the news that John Morrison has officially signed with WWE. They probably gave him all the money that they saved from Luke Harper, Sin Cara, and the Ascension <laughs> being released, <laughs> being released by WWE this week. Um, as we know, Luke Harper and Sin Cara both asked for their release, and they were finally granted it. Yep. Luke Harper, obviously, long time ago. Sin Cara, more recent. But we, I, I feel like the Ascension probably asked for theirs too. We just don't know about it. Um, yeah, because um, one of them posted something on Twitter that led me to think that he was def- – Yeah, the finally free thing. Yeah. That was Victor. Yeah, Victor. Uh, okay, so here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to throw this out there for you. I don't – I can see Sin Cara going to anywhere because he could just wear any mask and be whoever he, the fuck he wants to be. So that's cool. I see. I can see Luke Harper in not only AEW, but I can also see him in the NWA, and I can also see the Ascension in NWA. So you're not caught up on Sankara, eh? He's already shown up. Why? He already showed up to where? Triple A. Oh, he went to Triple A. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I thought you said, oh, that was Bandito, right? No, he went to CMLL, right? Bandito went to CML. Sankara went okay. to Triple A last night, I think. Okay, so did, who did he show up as? Sankara. No fucking way. Dead serious. What? Yep. How the hell did he pull that off? Is no, it means no face. He's nobody. He was one hundred percent Sincara. Yeah, but Mystico is Sincara. But my point is, how does WWE not still own that name? They probably never own that name. That's so weird. I I feel like that's about to something's about to happen with that. There ain't no way they're about to let that man use that name if they have any kind of control over it. Um. Who I mean, who did he show up against? Mystico? I don't. I mean, he didn't show up against anybody. He came in after a match. Um, Speaking of coming saved, in after um, a match, <laughs> he saved uh, Pagano. Like he was okay. getting he was getting beat up after a match, and he came in. Um, yeah. So he had the little Titan Tron thing come up and say Sin Cara. Um, you know what? It might not have. Maybe it said Sin Cara's. Hold on a second. No, it says Sin Cara. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I had the little Twitch notification from because they, uh, AAA does uh, their shit on Twitch. So, um, I happened to be watching it for a little bit and I turned it back off. So I, I missed that, but I saw it in the morning. So, yeah, I saw it at like five in the morning. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, Sin Cara makes his debut for the first time. And I was like, that's got to be fucking Triple A because it's the only thing that's happened between right now and the last time I was looking at the internet. And more signings. AW 
signs Chris Statlander and Big Swole. So they signed both of them. I'm still waiting on them to sign Shazza because I still think she should she deserves to be signed as well. But we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. And two deaths this week in wrestling. Renee Goulet passes away at the age of 86, and I believe today I saw somewhere where like uh, Moondog Rex. Yep, Moondog Rex passed away. Yep. Okay, yeah, he passed away as well. Renee Goulet, by the way, I was trying to tell uh, Christina about this because you remember our old. VHS tapes. Well, it's my VHS tape, but uh, oh. I had an old WWF VHS tape, the one where George the Animal Steel is getting uh, hypnotized. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, on that tape, um, there is a match between the British Bulldogs and Rene Goulet and Johnny Rods. And anybody that doesn't know uh, Rene Goulet, he actually has a pretty cool rap sheet. He was a former WWF champion when it was Worldwide Wrestling Federation with, I believe, Tony Gurria, but I can't remember. Let me look this up right quick. I don't want to be wrong. Um, but yeah, Rene Goulet, hey, he was 86. I don't know how old Moondog Rex was, but he's up there as well. Yeah, it's, it's always a lot better for them to die old. <laughs> so yeah yeah um let's see he was a former ch- where, the, where is his uh oh oh by the way he's also the first person to beat rick flair oh yeah yep it was rick flair's second match but still mm. but he is the first technically he's the first person he was he was also given the ring name the number one frenchman and i'm trying to where's his championship back when they were real good at names um, no, he won the titles with Carl Gotch. Hmm. He won the one time, and then he won, let's see if there's any other, Georgia Championship Wrestling, which obviously was a big deal. He won the Georgia Tag Team Championships with Ole Anderson. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, he won the, this is the other thing I was trying to think of, he won the the Tag League in 1981 with Andre the Giant as his partner. Hmm. So, he yeah, he's done some cool shit. Uh, and he's also been, a, I think he was a trainer too, but I'm not positive. I know Johnny Rods was a trainer. He was also from our good old state of North Carolina, despite being the number one Frenchman. No, he died in North Carolina. He was born in Quebec. I was, when I say from, I just mean he lived here. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but he was also billed at one time in his career as Buddy Rogers Jr., by the way. So I feel like he he a lot of people had high hopes for him. I don't know if they really panned out, but he still did some cool shit. Yeah, a lot of tag stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna do our little recap of Into the Fire, which was NWA's pay per view last night, and then we'll take another break before Big Deal or Nah. Uh, let me pull this up right quick. I have the results right here. Obviously, we have one big thing that happened last night that we will talk about. Uh, but here's here's the official results. Um, so if you haven't seen this, then go ahead and just skip a couple minutes. <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled or pause it and then watch it. Uh, by the way, before I go over the results, I will say that I understand the studio aspect of the TV show. But I don't understand why you're still running the studio for a pay-per-view. NWA, WCW, Georgia Championship Wrestling, when they did all the territories like that, they never did that. 
you had the studio shows, and then when you did the pay-per-view, it was in an arena. So I feel like a pay-per-view comes on and you got a studio show, that that comes across kind of bad to me. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. Um, Eli Drake defeated uh, Mr. Anderson uh, in the opening, I guess that's the opening bout. Nine minutes and 12 seconds. Yes, it was the opening bout. Thunder Rosa, who I love, by the way. I think she should get pushed to the moon. Uh, I believe she was Cobra Moon on Lucha Underground, for anybody that watched that. She won in four minutes against Tasha Steeles. Uh, the question mark defeated Trevor Murdoch. The NWA Tag Team titles were on the line as the champions Rock and Roll Express defeated the Wild Cards in five minutes and 15 seconds. That was due to a um, distraction on the outside and a roll-up, I believe. Or no, double. they did the double drop kick, but it was due to a distraction. Yeah. So they protected Rock and Roll Express. Or actually, technically, they protected the Wild Cards. Um, ODB was Allison Kay's fill-in partner as um, her original partner, Ashley Vox, got beat up or something like that and couldn't continue. After the, um, the Thunder Rosa match. She came Thunder in, yeah. Rosa match. Yeah. Okay, so ODB and ODB stepped in and actually ended up winning the match against Melina and Marty Bell. The NWA national title match was a triple threat match between Colt Cabana, Ricky Starks, and Aaron Stevens. And Colt Cabana just got the title not that long ago, and he already dropped it to Aaron Stevens, um, who is obviously Damian Sandow for WWE fanboys out there. It was funny and as it, fuck in this match, by the way. No, he's he's fucking hilarious. He's been funny as fuck on NWA Power for a while. And I don't know. Was, okay, so I haven't really watched it. I've only seen clips. Um, not of that match, obviously. I've seen clips of what we're about to talk about. Um, and I saw clips of the Rock and Roll Express match, and I saw clips of the Thunder Rosa thing. But I am, I did buy it, so I need to watch yeah. it, obviously, all the way through. But, of course, it was Saturday night. I'm at work at night, so I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But was he wearing the flesh-colored tights again? No. Okay, he's been doing that, and that shit is so funny. And I know he does it on purpose. Um, but anyway, so Aaron Stevens is the national champion, which is cool because now he's you know he's going to be around for a little bit and finally in the main event two out of three falls match with some with some a little bit of a dusty bs thrown in nick aldis defeated james storm in 21 minutes and 50 seconds total um that actually made my top five this list by the way uh this week because i did watch that on um once i found out what happened with uh, what we're about to talk about, I went back and watched the entire match so I could see it organically instead of watching a clip. Because mm. I, I mean, I mean, yes, I still knew he was coming out because I read it on fucking Twitter because I totally forgot and opened up social media like a jackass. Um, but I went back and got to see it or whatever. It was pretty cool. Um, so Nick Aldis beats James Storm, of course, and then of course who shows up? Oh, he says into the mic. I mean, into the camera, by the way. There's not a single man alive that can uh, take this title from me or something like that. I can't remember the exact words. There's not a single man out there that can beat me for this title or something. Then the lights go out, which was kind of cool how they did that. And then, of course, Marty Skrull comes out, the villain, fresh off of his Ring of Honor uh, contract expiring. And we talked about a little bit, and he was super over with the 400 people that were there. Um, (laughs) And we talked about what a troll move this was. And you said something about there was hints of a secret independent booking that nobody knew. And you believed that this might be it. Yeah. 
So there was a, I think it was Meltzer that had reported on it, but um, essentially everybody kind of knew that Marty was doing something because he wasn't able to get booked on a certain date um, or take bookings on a certain date or whatever. And everybody was kind of like, don't know what that's about or whatever. And then um, basically both sides had kept it super quiet and didn't really tell anybody where, what he was doing or where he was going. But this isn't, this isn't a long-term thing. Um, or this is probably just a one-off thing with just Aldis, or right? You one or two off at most, uh, sort of like, um, and you know, AEW is cool about that kind of thing too. So if yeah. he was going to WWE, 100%, this wouldn't happen NXT or otherwise. So it, if yeah. anything, it just even more confirms he's going to AEW. Um, he just wants to go do some other side shit first. So I got a question for you. Do you think they'll do the Cody route where he wins from Aldis initially and then just drops it back to him? Or do you think this is more of a Skrull wins a non-title match to earn the title match and then he just loses at the next pay-per-view and then he's done with him? Um, so I thinking about it from the, the Cody point of view, too. Some of that was done to give credibility to Cody, so you kind of have to have you have to have Marty win the first one no matter what. Um, I could see him winning and then coming into AEW even as the NWA champion and doing some shit and maybe starting his thing with Cody, talking about like, look, I got I got the belt too and some shit about his dad, like whatever he wants to do. <laughs> And then uh, eventually dropping it back to Aldis because Aldis is pretty much going to be the de facto champion until they have somebody else in that company who's who's going to stay long term. I got a crazy idea for you. Um, well, I don't know. The, I don't know. I don't know when Into the Fire's next pay per view is. Did they announce it during the show? I know they got another pay per view lined up, but I don't know what day it is. Uh, I can look. I don't know. <clears throat> Um, yeah, find that out because we already know AEW's next pay-per-view is Revolution, and that's February. January 24th. Okay, never mind. Damn. I was thinking, you know, they, they started that pay-per-view at 6.05 like they do their regular show. They're so bringing the uh, scroll... TV title back to you. Yes, that's what I was going to say next. Oh, God. sorry. That was my last piece of information from the show last night. The <laughs> NWA Championship, NWA Television Championship, the exact, I mean, is a replica, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's the exact title, but it looks awesome. It's obviously it's a shiny new version of the title that Magnum TA, Dusty Rhodes, Tully Blanchard all wore. Uh, Arn Anderson. It's the red one, or it's got the red uh, text on it. It's so cool. I love that title. It looks badass, and I'm excited that it's coming back because now they can defend that one um, on TV more often. Um, because I don't believe they have the U.S. title anymore. They have the national title instead. Right. So, yeah. So, they have the national title and then uh, the TV title, the tag titles, which are also old school, and then the world title. I mean, they got all the old school titles. They didn't change. I mean, why change something? I love NWA for that reason. Why change something that's clearly working? That's what everybody knows. So, why would you change it? Update it, maybe. Bring out a new shiny version. Maybe the other one got scratched up too much because of all the travel with it and stuff and using it in matches and stuff like that. But why overly change titles like WWE does? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I mean, don't you, I mean, isn't that a cool thing, a cool aspect of NWA? Like if you, if you're making chicken, checking off the boxes of things that you like about NWA, isn't one of the things gotta be that their titles are the exact same titles from fucking the seventies, eighties. 
It's pretty fucking cool to me. I mean, it's, you look at it both ways. Like, it's cool to to get new ones, too. It just depends on whether or not the new ones are cooler looking than the old ones. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm fine with... I mean, obviously, it helps that the NWA titles all look pretty fucking right. good. Like, I'm, fi- I'm but, fine with, ch- like, physical but like, title changes. Somebody, but when you see a new person now, because I've been a wrestling fan for ever, um, literally, uh, so... Um, when you see a guy that you like currently in the modern era, like, I don't mind Nick Aldis. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I don't mind him. Um, I think he's a really good NWA champion, but it just looks cool when he has the NWA title because I grew up with Flair and Dusty having the NWA title. It's the exact same fucking title. It looks cool as shit to me. I wish, that's why when we said, we were going over our top titles of all time or whatever, and we mentioned the winged eagle and... You know the all these other titles, like because you want to see modern guys with that title that you grew up with on people, because it just makes. I think that would give more credibility to a person than just coming out with a new title and trying to build a new history with that title. Yeah, I mean it also depends on the reason why they're doing a new one. So like it made sense when they did the brand split to make a new title because you can't just have nobody from one entire brand competing for the main title or whatever. And I understand but, that, although you could, but because they're doing it with the women's tag titles, and that's what I always thought they should do with the world title. But aside from that, they did do that with the big gold title from WCW and the current that the WWF title until they fucking had to bring them back together with the. Okay, so you remember when they had both when Jericho had both titles, then uh, Jericho lost it, I believe Triple H, and then they did the brand split or some dumb shit like that, and then they split up the titles. And they brought the big gold title back to Raw and gave it – Eric Bischoff gave it to Triple H, just handed it to him to basically start Evolution or whatever the hell it was. Um, why couldn't you just keep those two titles? Your title but that you liked, by the way, the one that Lesnar held, mm. right? Yeah. Okay, so the Undisputed title, right. you just rename it to something else that's not called Undisputed, and then you had the big gold title on the other brand, and we would still have them today, and people would view them – as a lot more prestigious because you haven't changed it four more fucking times since then. At least. Well, see, the other problem with that is too, the ones that they replaced him with look kind of cartoony, so that doesn't help. Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't look at the I blue agree. title and think, wow, like that's. I, there's no such an right. honor. <laughs> I just think yeah. it looks like a weird fucking blue. Like I don't even associate it with the Universal Championship. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. click in my fucking brain that that's even the same belt. That that's the top prize. Yeah, yeah I. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, it literally it's, looks like a mid card title. Different. Yeah, it looks completely different the way they're doing that title and even the red version than it did when Perfect and Warrior was changing the color straps. That's completely different because the title was the same, but you just changed the color strap. This you're changing. Like you said, the background of the W and all that other stuff that we went over a couple weeks ago, where it just makes it look so dumb. Like like somebody did a creative build online for fucking WWE 2K20 or some shit. Right. Yeah, look like they they had a contest of here color your best WWE title, and it was all eight year olds, and they picked the best one. So I mean, I agree. I totally agree with that. I I. Anyway, my main point is that the cartoony titles doesn't help, and 
I feel like when you see, I don't, okay, so like my best, um, my best example, let's see, what, oh, my best example would be like, who's, who's your favorite wrestler right now? Like, in, like Okada Omega? Um, like your, like your favorite, like, uh, not, not, I mean, just like you like them as a person and as a wrestler, like you, like you, I don't know, like, like basically like I, like I was for CM Punk. Do you have anybody like that where you got to go out of your way to watch their matches or promos or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I would say of uh, probably Omega just because I I really do go out of my way to watch him on other stuff too. Yeah. Um, like Triple A when he did the the Phoenix match and stuff like that. So and I watch the DDT stuff that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. And yeah, it's probably Omega. Okay, so let's say that you loved a certain title that you described as synonymous with your history of wrestling. In your case, you were a big WCW fan, so let's just go ahead and say the big WCW gold title that fucking Hogan had and Flair had a ton of times. Wouldn't it not be cool if Omega had that title? Like, if is that was gonna, still around and he had it? Is he going to spray paint BC on it? <laughs> Maybe. <I don't> know. <laughs> uh, BTE. BTE. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, just that, just that dynamic, and that's what NWA has that other promotions do not. And I feel like that works for them. So even though they're making a comeback and it feels fresh and new like a AEW, they still got the lineage and all that other stuff like a WWE. So they're like they're like the mixture of both AEW and WWE at this point. They just have a way smaller fan base because they're on the come up. Right. And being on YouTube is kind of a I don't mind to be on YouTube. I love that everybody can No, be... I mean I just mean like versus having national television. Yeah. But you I mean YouTube is I mean Let's be real here. It's almost 2020. YouTube is where it's at. Like, right. I mean, they're probably getting paid by YouTube. I mean, they're getting enough views to be getting paid. I mean, not a lot, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's not like they're just throwing it out there for free and drowning in money. They're making money from somewhere. Yeah, uh, I don't. I've not, I haven't looked into who's funding it or anything. Do you know who's backing financially NWA right now? I I just know that Billy Corgan is the owner. He's the one that made the offer to to get the NWA. He's like okay. literally. He's the owner, like legit. I mean, I'm sure they have a board, like old school board maybe. He probably has other investors, but he's the main guy. Because he, he tried to buy TNA and they wouldn't sell it to him. Yeah. Yeah, which was a big mistake by them. Although, they're, I mean, they're not doing terrible right now. Either, no, they're but, doing good. Yeah, yeah but, but they've just got that stigma about them now forever. Yep. It's kind of like Anthem in video games. Yeah, or, or like or No Man's Sky. Yeah, or No Man's Sky. Like you made okay, you're doing all these great things to build it back up, and even Destiny at one point had that problem. But there's always a rare instance where they can come back, and Destiny came back. I mean, they're they're about as strong as they were in Destiny One. But when Destiny Two first came out, for none of you guys that know anything about video games, it was a super hyped game. Destiny One was oak. It was pretty okay, like as far as the content wise it was okay but the story didn't really make sense but when they came out with the expansion called the taken king it really elevated the whole franchise and it was huge huge it was the best thing that ever came out then they cut you after like two more bullshit expansions and they cut it completely and take all your stuff away world of warcraft style where nothing is fucking good anymore worthless it's mm -hmm. all worthless and Destiny 2 comes out and the story is like fucking maybe an hour and a half if you play like straight through and you get none of your old stuff. Everything's new. Everything's nerfed. They changed everything. PvP went from 6 versus 6 to 4 versus 4 and all this shit. And everybody's outraged. And 
Destiny 1 had more players than Destiny 2 at one point. By the way, that's how bad it was. They um, also completely changed the entire dynamic of PvP in that game. Like, it, you basically had to team shoot, whereas before, if you were a you could, good yes, solo yes. player, mm-hmm. you could fucking run around the whole map and kill yes. five people if you were better than them. Correct. I actually had... And uh, I actually have a video of Destiny 1 where I was in one of the old school maps that they brought back, by the way. Oh, by the way, they had got rid of all the old maps that people loved and replaced them with all shitty maps. That didn't help either. Um, but anyway, I had somebody hit me with a shadow shot, and I had a shotgun. I ended up killing three motherfuckers while I was inside the shadow shot. <laughs> it was so badass. I have a video of it. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Anyway, but um, – <laughs> But there's no way you could do that in Destiny 2. You would no. There's, you died from getting hit from the shadow shot alone. But uh, but they kind of changed that. But it's still it's still strong team based, which is fine with me. I don't really care that much to be honest with you. Also, they changed the fact that, and it's still changed, that you have opponents defeated instead of kills and assists. Mm. So you don't really know how many kills you got. Which is it's right. whatever. If you tag someone and they die, it, yeah, it's weird. Exactly. But yeah. I think it's I think it's also to kind of take it's to put more focus on team play. Yes. So I know. I don't have a problem with it because I don't want to I don't you got a dude with fucking nine assists and two kills and he still got a decent uh, KD. Maybe he didn't die that many times or whatever, or, or it kills his KD like murders his KD on like if we're going by Destiny one stats, it would murder his KD. Yeah. 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 So KDA now is all it is. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could still help your team by not getting kills. Is basically what I'm saying. But anyway, right. but my main point is, Destiny 2 has rebounded in a big way, whereas No Man's Sky and Anthem, I don't think ever will. By the way, I bought all three at launch. I bought Anthem at launch, and I'm actually played. I bought I pre-ordered Anthem, and I pre-ordered Destiny 1 and 2, and I didn't pre-order No Man's Sky, but I did get that at launch at Best Buy. At one time, and then you just kind of. Sucked. It's hard to get people to go back and give it another chance. Because even, like, I know Brian Cage is over there, and I know he's good, and, like, they've got a couple other really good guys. But if if somebody's like, oh, yeah, Impact's on tonight, I'm like, I, I don't care. I just don't care. Like, if, if somebody tells me that one of the matches was really good, I'll go back and watch it. But I'm not actively watching Impact, ever. Yeah. And it's not their fault. I feel bad. But, like... I mean, it's not the the current wrestler's fault. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not even the management's fault currently. No, it's, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. it's just the stigma just, of TNA's yeah. name is still yeah. attached to it, even though it hasn't been called TNA in years. It's just they, and like even saying that out loud, like I get it doesn't make sense, but yeah. you just can't you can't get over it. Yeah, they should. I think they should have just went away from Impact. I'll just call it something completely different. No Impact, no TNA. Just act like you're coming out with something new. We're scrapping that kind of like ECW with Eastern Championship Wrestling, and then they went to Extreme Championship Wrestling, something like yep. that. That's what they should have done, I think. I think it would have helped them anyway. But yes, I agree. Like I, part of me like really wants to watch Impact because of the people on it, and sometimes I do go out of my way to watch it. But I'm not fixated on watching it every week where I am making it a part of this show. Obviously, I mean I would love to, but there's like you, we've said many times, there's just so much wrestling right now. That the stig- it's sad that the stigma alone is what's holding them back. Yeah. But it's true. It's, that's the reality. All right, so we're going to take another break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to hit you with the big deal or nah. I got some good stuff. I only got three things this week, but we are going hit to it, hit it up. And then I'll do top five matches of the week as well, which should be 
exciting to end the show. Hey everybody, we're back to the Monster Cast, and it's time for our weekly segment, Big Deal or Nah. We've got three this week. Number one, plans are as of right now, Bray Wyatt against The Miz at TLC. Fiend isn't on the graphic, and as we said before, Bray as himself is. Is this a big deal or not? Is this smart booking? Is this a way to get the title off of Bray in the future? Or does this just make Miz look even weaker, having him lose to the non-supernatural version of Bray? Do you think this is something that they're literally only doing for this um, storyline? Or do you think this is something we're going to see more in the future because they don't want to over hype or overuse the Bray Wyatt fiend character and want to keep him quote unquote special. Uh, could be both, but we, I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier in the prediction stuff. Um, it, it could just be a setup for having Miz stretch this out a little bit and then end up getting squashed with the fiend. So I don't know, man. Um, it, I, I kind of wish they had had him do some matches as like normal Bray, and then win those and like establish him as a different wrestler style wise and um more vulnerable at least um before doing this match cuz now this is everybody's kind of first exposure to him since the fiend stuff started and it's um a little confusing but if he would have had just a couple regular matches against you know Bobby Roode or some shit just as Bray Wyatt it would have been fine it's just weird that they're doing this for the first time on a pay-per-view. So. All right, number two. A lot of people are headhunting AEW, those WWE fanboys. Yet again, as they have Jungle Boy challenging Jericho for Jericho's final match of the year, the issue fans have apparently with this is that Jungle Boy is 0-8 overall in a promotion that fans say they were told wins and losses matter, big deal or nah. Um, I, the wins and losses matter thing is not, it's not supposed to be like a set in stone Correct. As I, thing. as I retweeted Nyla Rose about that, she said the exact same thing. She says it's more of a guideline. It's not. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you can still, and also in storyline too. So everybody's bitching about the Jungle Boy thing and, and whatever. If you don't understand the storytelling, you're kind of fucking dumb because it was very clearly laid out. So, yeah, you can hit the whole, oh, well, Jungle Boy's got an 0-8 record. Why is he getting a title shot, first well, of not, all? First of all, it's not a title shot. He's not. Yeah, it's not a Secondly, title match. Secondly, <laughs> the, they already explained all the shit in storyline even if it was a title match. Jericho came out, said he, he had one more match on his contract, gave out a huge list of wrestlers he didn't want to wrestle because they were actually good. Then they come out, and he's like, oh, hi, you got an 0-8 record? Okay, I'll wrestle you. Exactly. Why this wouldn't is not he... fucking complicated. Yeah, why wouldn't you pick the guy with the least amount of record? If you have to fight for one more time through the year, and then all you got to do is just chill for the rest of the year, and you're about to go on your little cruise thing and all this other shit, why right. would you not try to take the match that you think is going to be the easiest? Yeah, it's just stupid. It's so stupid. Um, and technically, the way they set it up, Jungle Boy only has to last 10 minutes for him to be you know, over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is too, they also made him look strong the other night. Cause he, he got a damn roll up. That Marco stunt counted three on. 
So yeah. it's like they're yeah. already making him credible. Yeah, they, it's they a good way them. to build somebody that's that record wise is bad, but that everybody likes. Um, and this was another thing that I mentioned too. I, I've mentioned this a couple times when I was listening to all the things that that they're doing right. And it's they know when to push something when it's over. Yeah, like something gets organically over. Like everybody loves Jungle Boy. They haven't fucking had him winning uh, any matches. Really, I, th- I think his record is literally Jurassic, like Jurassic Express in general. Yeah, you can and they're say all that. Over. Yeah, they're all over. So they're they're getting pushed. They're getting into bigger matches now and whatever. Like it makes sense. I they're... promise you, there was nobody in the back that was like, "Yeah, Luchasaurus is going to be one of our most over people when we start this." When you have Kenny Omega, Cody, the Young Bucks, MJF, Adam right. Page, there was nobody was like, "Yeah, Luchasaurus." He's going to come in here. They thought he was going to just be like a novelty character, probably. But this motherfucker is over like. Like you said, you could see him winning the world title as this character. Um, also, uh, I do believe they that's a great thing about AEW is that they push whatever organically works. If you don't like it, they're not going to try to shove it down your throat. And if you do like it, they are going to give you more of it. And another thing with that is Darby Allen. Darby Allen came out and helped out or shook hands with Cody Rhodes. Uh, inevitably setting up a tag team match with Cody and Darby on the same team. And, of course, that's almost like a fucking Ric Flair-Sting dynamic because Cody was the Flair, and Darby was the hot new thing with the face paint, and he went to a fucking time limit draw with Flair, right? And now, I mean, that's... I mean, I know that's not what they're doing, so to speak, but, like, just because I'm a huge wrestling nerd, I mean, I can see the correlation between the two, and I think it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's. <sighs> I don't like the fact that people are people are the fanboys of WWE who are trying to murder AEW for something that they said wins and losses matter when wins and losses have never mattered in WWE. By the way, right? Not only but that. But now yeah. you want to hold the new promotion to. These and they rules. still and they still matter. Like yeah, they yeah, still no, they, matter. Yeah, exactly. They they matter to an extent, but right. then you can't say that. Okay, not every match matters. Okay, now every match matters, but now we need storylines. Or now yeah. now you ha- we uh now we have storylines, but now not clearly not every match matters. Yes, it does. It's a combination of the two, which is the point that they were trying to get across from the beginning. It's not. It's all storyline base, or it's all match win loss base. It's a combination of the two where it makes sense. Jericho challenging the guy with the worst record for his last match of the year, so he can take it easy for his holiday break, makes sense storyline wise, yep. and it makes sense record wise because he's zero and fucking eight. The title's not on the line. He says he can't go ten minutes with him, so when Jungle Boy goes ten minutes with him, Jungle Boy's gonna get pushed. Even more, even though he's fucking going to be zero and nine. <laughs> yeah, um, I the people bitching about this are it's the same people that are just always looking for anything to bitch about, dude. Correct. Like, there's there's no way to look at that storyline and say it doesn't make sense. And there's no like unless you're real fucking slow. And there's no way to look at that storyline and say, oh, well, wins and like pretend that wins and losses don't matter because of this one-off thing. Oh, like another they're thing, still another, pushing. Moxley's the number one contender every time he comes out. You know what I liked? You know what I liked about AEW this week is um, Sheeta was out there for Sakura versus uh, Big Swole, and when she saw that Big Swole won, she was like, "Oh shit, my record 
or my number one contendership, like it affected her number one contendership as well. Right. So because she already lost to Chris Statlander last week. Yeah. So so now like everybody that wins over people that are in the top five under her, they're climbing her, they're climbing, and they could surpass her. Like, so I mean, they make it to where it makes sense, man. Sheeta was out there because she wanted to see what was going to happen with her trainer and somebody that's on the come up. The the fucking Big Swole won, and Sheeta doesn't have that strong of a hold on the number one contendership anyway. Right. With Chris Statlander beating her and then Big Swole winning, and I believe – who's the other person that's up there? There's somebody else that's up there Um, that could take her spot away. Oh, I mean, my God. I can't record remember the Record-wise, would be Nyla, but she's suspended. Yeah, yeah, that's how they protected her, which makes sense too, because that's another person that you don't want wrestling every week. You wanted to right. be a, like an attraction type deal. Um, but there's somebody else that was up in the top five that has a really good record. And then, of course, you got people out there that complain about the. Are you talking about Britt Baker? Mm, she's Britt Baker's it, technically number one right now, isn't she? No, she is number one, but barely. I swear they she'd have lost. Yeah, but she'd have lost, so I think they just did new rankings, and Britt Baker just retweeted them. Hold on a sec. Oh, okay. It was, like, yesterday. Got you. Well, but I think they might have moved her up. Yeah, that might have to do with uh, the loss to Sakura, too, because Sakura was up there in the top five as well, and she lost to Big Swole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they moved her up to number one, and then uh, she down to three now. So they'll probably have another match between those two. Yeah, so they've got her at number one at four and two, and they've got Statlander at number two at two and oh. Because and for those, she, I think for three, those three of you don't who don't know, I think uh, Riho is actually in Japan wrestling right now, I believe, and that's why she hasn't been on TV in a while. She's doing other dates or something. But I feel like they should have at least done some video packages with her or something to keep her uh, in the know with the fans while she's gone. I don't mind her taking a break and doing other contract obligations or whatever. But since you're the champion, and at least act like you're. As far as WWE's sense, not saying that she isn't, obviously, but um, you have your character act like you're interested in what's going on in the rankings because when you come back, you're going to be fighting one of these yeah. people. I think they're going to have probably like a three or four way to figure out who actually is going to fight Riho as far as record-wise. Like maybe it'll be Sheeta versus Britt versus somebody else, either Statlander or uh, – Or have some kind of mini tournament or something just to – just to uh, sort it all out in the interim. But yeah, Riho's um, doing some stardom shit. Has been since the beginning of the month. Yeah. Um, ACH is now apparently quitting pro wrestling. Days, <sighs> days after being on a podcast saying he was wrestling for the culture. He also said he hasn't lost his mind and is doing fine. However, it's clear to me he snapped Antonio Brown style officially. And it's pretty sad. Big deal or nah? Uh, big deal as far as is anybody going to give like, him some help? Oh, well, whatever. He needs to go get himself some fucking help. But as far as a uh, big deal to wrestling, no. No, I mean, well, he was, yeah, I agree. No. It, I mean, I think he – didn't he debut in MLW for, like, one show? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He went to he went for one show, and then apparently he was still getting shit on Twitter from people or from fans, and he had had enough. And he had just done, like, a podcast or some shit too, by the way, where he said all these things that he was okay and fine and he knows what he's doing and he's – cleared his head and he's all good nobody needs to check on him and all this stuff and then the next day he quits uh pro wrestling that's how i show my mental stability too. Mm -hmm. quit my job out of nowhere it's um, literally the same thing antonio brown did with the nfl motherfucker yep. said he he nobody was giving him a chance he gets released by the patriots after being stupid and threatening sending threatening texts or whatever 
and then he gets bashed online by all the fans of the NFL, and then he says, uh, thank you to the Patriots for giving me the chance. Then, like, a week or two later, he blames the Patriots for releasing him and not having his back. Then he quits the NFL. Then he apologizes to the Patriots and Bill Belichick and says he wants to play again. You know, I'm like, no, you snap, dude. And that's the same yeah. thing that ACH is doing right now. You want to play again because you realize you just left a lot of money on the table. Yep. And you're dumb as hell. And you're about to go to court, so you're going to need it. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's ridiculous, man. I I feel like he's he's done. Whether oh. he wants to be or not, later Dude, I think he's done. He's, there's he's no way get some that serious in, help first. He's he's in Jeff Hardy victory road territory right now. Like nobody's gonna fucking trust him in their company for a while. Yeah. I until mean, he he goes happens, and does something. Yeah. As an owner or a promoter, I'd be like, what happens the first time I have this dude lose to a white guy or just lose to somebody that he doesn't think he should be losing to? Is he going to lose his fucking mind? Any of them Uncle Toms, you can't have him lose to. Yeah. Fucking. No, he's still he's talking a shit about Jay Lethal, by the way. I know. It's crazy. He's, he's such a liability, man. There's, no, not a big deal. Nobody's going to care. Uh, he was a, a, a wasted potential. The end. Nobody's going to remember him in five years. Fuck yeah. it. All right. Uh, so that's it for Big Deal or Nah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we take our last break for the five top five matches of the week? I do want to ask you, what are you looking forward to most next week for AEW slash NXT? Um, because I believe it's next week that we get the tag team title match between the Young Bucks and SCU, correct? Yes. And then also the uh, obviously the Jungle Boy stuff. Um, and then I, I kind of want to see how the fallout comes from the, uh, the Champa Lee Balor stuff. Like, where yes. are they going with that? So. Yeah, I want to see that too, because we will get into that in a minute. But yes, that's going to be interesting, because that was a surprise outcome, right? Is it just me? Yeah, I, I didn't think that he was going to win, and it definitely changed, it, it kind of, um, it's interesting in the sense that it, uh, it makes... Another big match where if you had Champa win, it just would have been the same one big match. Now you've got really potential for two. So yeah, and so you can drag out Champa's quest for the regain of right. Goldie longer, and you could save it for the next takeover. Maybe you could have the Finn Balor versus Adam Cole match on a NXT actual NXT show to try to get viewers away from AEW type deal. So I mean, it makes sense from that standpoint, but it does. But if it ends up being one on one Balor versus Adam Cole, it doesn't really make sense heel versus heel standpoint, yeah. even though I don't think Valor views himself as a heel, as the right. character. He views, views himself as somebody who he thinks has been disrespected or slighted as a former NXT god, basically. Um, so I think he's more of a tweener anyway, because he's one of those people that people are going to cheer for, whether he's heel or not. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much everybody in, Ad in fucking NXT, even Undisputed Era, Adam Cole. Uh, Nobody's ever accused Keith Lee of being a heel. That's true, too. I'm just saying, no, no, everybody gets cheered is my point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it don't matter if you're heel or not. You're, you're getting cheered. Um, I thought you were saying everybody's a tweener. <laughs> no, no, not yeah. necessarily. Uh, not unless you uh, attack somebody else that they like more, of course. Right. Yeah. So if, like, if Keith Lee goes out there and attacks... Uh, Balor. Yeah, Balor. <laughs> Which is or, funny because he's supposed to be the bad guy, but yeah. Yeah, or if Keith Lee attacks Ciampa or Gargano or some shit like that that people like, then he'll... <laughs> be booed in that one match but then the next match he'll come back and he'll fight fucking uh jackson Riker or some shit and he'll be cheered again so i mean it just Look, depends on who you're fighting smashed him with that spirit bomb god damn um oh he does the spirit bomb is one of the coolest because he has so much weight and force with it that not only the fucking 
opponent bounces up, but he does right. too. <laughs> it's like a trampoline, son. Like legit, he turns the ring into a trampoline. That's how much fucking uh, force he puts into that thing. It's awesome. I love it. I always get scared on the like somebody's gonna end up falling on their fucking neck on the on the recoil. Yeah. All right, so let's take our last break. We'll do the f- top five matches of the week. I'm looking forward to that as well. I don't know if there's any matches. Was the Shayna Baszler Rhea Ripley match next week? Um, I don't think so. You wouldn't think they would give that away for free on TV, right? No, no, it's going to be on TV. Yes, for sure. Uh, huh. Also, does do we see her drop it to Rhea Ripley? They need to. Because of the whole thing that just came out with not only that, but not just because Rhea Ripley's on fire, but because... Oh, by the way, so everybody's talking about matches they want to see, and I think it is next week, by the way. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it is next week, man. Well, but anyway, everybody's talking about how it's must-see TV to see NXT's Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley, and I think there's another match that's supposed to be next week, Right compared to AEW's must-see pre-announced matches. And as much as I love Rhea Ripley, and even to the same, some extent Shayna Baszler, we've seen that match already, and Shayna Baszler won. Right. So you already failed to capitalize on her popularity the first time because she was still popular. I mean, not as popular now because she won war games and fucking Survivor Series and all this other shit. But when she came over from NXT UK, she got a huge pop in NXT, and you kind of wasted her right away on Shayna Baszler as a loss. Right. And I feel like a lot of these WWE fanboys out there, or NXT fanboys, don't understand that that wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. It was and, months. And you're acting like this is must-see, like it's the first time they've ever fighting fighting for the title or whatever, and this not it's just not true. Yeah, but I mean, in the same vein, if, if they had uh, Pac versus Omega again... I would consider that must-see, and they just wrestled not that long ago either. So. Okay, well, you consider that must-see. I mean, I consider it – I I need to see it, but I don't know if it's must-see. Like, What the fuck is the difference? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not skipping through it, but I'm not, I'm not turning in – I'm not tuning in on the TV. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this match tonight. Now when it comes on, oh. I'll be like, okay, yeah, all right, here we go. I don't know. It's a, it's a different feeling, like – like next week when the Bucks one of them you get snacks ready like 10 minutes beforehand the other one you just kind of watch as it comes on yeah yeah when it comes on you're like okay here we go like no joke like that's that's legit that's a real thing in wrestling man okay that's, that's how i am thing. for the whole g1 man i'm staying up till three in the morning fucking got some snack trays going got my my njpw world logged in ready to go boy i've done it before i have done it i do it with wrestle kingdom for njpw honestly i'm like i'm like for the whole fucking g1 my sleep schedule gets wrecked all summer and then i do it for wrestle kingdom yeah but uh but next week i i feel like i'm way more interested in the young bucks versus seu for the AEW tag titles than i am rhea ripley versus shana basley and mm. yes, the Young Bucks have fought SEU before probably a hundred times, but not for, <laughs> right. the, not for the AEW tag titles. They haven't. Right. So, and, and I, hope, not I really in, hope not Santana in a match where you ever thought SEU would fucking be the champions or have a chance to win. Not only come in as champions, but then also win as champions, right? Yeah, yeah, because I don't think the Young Bucks are going to win either. But, uh, but I really hope it's not because of fucking Santana and Ortiz costing them, though. That would be a shitty way to go out to end the year, you know. 
Well, I just hope that the Young Bucks don't win because Matt Jackson offers Scorpio Sky something to eat, and he has to stop and eat it out of his hand. Yeah, well, it has to be a candy bar. <laughs> it has to be something he named. That shit is so funny. Uh, one of their funniest bits on there, honestly. The, the, they really fucked me up with the quest bar, yeah. by the way. Cause I'm on a quest. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> it's usually a candy like like an actual candy bar. When he did quest bar, man, I I laughed so hard. I was like, that's he good. The that's giant good ring Yes, he made him yeah. lick it, and he kept licking it. Yeah, that was yeah. funny as fuck. Um, okay, so um, what the fuck? So uh, breaking the top. Is five. this? No, no, yeah, I get that. But is this the? This will be the last show of the year for both. Because they're not running Christmas ones. Yes, um, they're not running Christmas week. Uh, is there? Hold on, let me look at the calendar. Because literally, it is on Christmas. Wednesday is Christmas. There, is everything after that the New Year? Well, they wouldn't be able to run on Christmas anyway, I don't think, because I'm pretty sure NBA runs on Christmas oh, yeah. like three games. Dude, yeah, Wednesday is going to be the first, so this will be the last yeah. one, and then the next week is week Christmas off. Day, so yeah. they're gone, and then the next week after that is the first. I think that's really cool of them to do too, by the way. Um, and um. Oh, Raw is doing that too, apparently. Well, yeah, oh, of course they retape some stuff and yeah. for yeah. Yes, I know. I look heard. at them. Yeah, uh, they're not doing that because they're copying. They're just doing it because they care about their employees. Yeah, they've bro. always done that, right? No, yeah. Yeah. fucking ridiculous. But anyway, uh, all right. So breaking then top five because I can't remember what the hell I was gonna say. But I am looking forward to the tag team title match next week. But first, I have to tell you guys about this sweet website called Sleefs.com. Sleefs designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleefs carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults. And now it just got even better because you can use the promo code MONSTER40, that's MONSTER40 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-40, you'll get 40% off your order. So go to Sleefs.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S.com, for your active wear accessories now and use my promo code MNSTR40 for 40% off your order now and get in your game. Alright everybody, we're back and we're going to end the show with the top 5 matches of the week. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of last week's top 5 because like I said, technical difficulties held us back a little bit. Uh, but I'm just going to go over it real quick. Sheeta versus Statlander from AEW was my number 5. Ciampa Lee and Dijakovic versus Cole Strong and O'Reilly. Uh, NXT was number four. Riddle versus Ono from NXT was number three. Trent versus Phoenix from AEW was number two. And number one was the Young Bucks and Dustin versus uh, Proud and Powerful and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, anything else from last week that you wanted to? I already got rid of my list, so okay. I don't even remember what I had. It was a long time ago. Okay. I have this week, though. Okay, this week I've got number five being Nick Aldis versus Hold up. J- What? Honorable mentions. Oh, you do have honorable mentions? Go ahead. Yes, I do. I got two honorable mentions this week. I've got uh, Paige and Omega versus Sabian and Spears, tag match from Dynamite. And I've got Okada Show and Yo versus Ibushi Liger and Tiger Mask from uh, the World Tag League Finals, which were technically late Sunday, so count for this week. Yes. Okay. Uh, my number five for this week is Nick Aldis versus James Storm for the NWA World Title from last night's show. The only match that I saw in full, <laughs> yeah, but it was well, really good. It was actually really good though. Good pick. Um, I got Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles from uh from 
Television last week. Okay. Where, he, where Ray won the title. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes, the US title. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got Big Swole versus Emi Sakura from AEW as my number four. So that one was going to go on my honorable mentions, but I already had two, and I was like, eh, I can't just have a bunch of honorable mentions. I'm going to cap it at two, but I thought that one was really good, too. Um, I had uh, Champa versus Lee versus Balor as my number four. Okay, I've got... Okay, my number three is Kip Sabian versus Kenny Omega from AEW Dark. Yeah, that was a good match, too. Um, I like... There's the... The the few comedy spots in there were really like well yeah, done and not over the him, top. When he like yeah. kept tripping them, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and then the the chops and the Penelope Ford interferences were all they made sense. Yeah, they, they made were, sense. Yeah, I like. They that made too. her look good. Yeah. Uh, without making Kenny look stupid. Yeah. Because a lot of times the women interference shit. Like I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the stunner, but I thought the Hurricane Rana was cool and some of the other stuff. So. I mean the stunner. Um, I mean the stunner looked good though. Oh yeah, it was a good stunner. I yeah. just, I, dude selling stunners from a woman, I'm just kind of like, she weighs like fucking 110 pounds, dude. You know she didn't pull you down. <laughs> it could have been, it could have been like a more of a like in that case, an element of surprise thing. Like if he was ready for it or something, obviously he could have just blocked it and stood up and done another comedy spot. That would have been funny. Yeah. Well, I liked the, I liked when the, the her doing the back bend thing too. That was. Yeah. yeah. That was all good. Um, the my third was um. Bucks versus uh, uh, I was about to say fucking LAX Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, proud and powerful. Do you talk about the Texas Street fight? Yes. Okay. Um, see, I was gonna add that in there, but I really wanted to have a women's match in there, so I put Big Swole versus Emi Sakura because that was the best women's match of the week for me. Right. Um, so I put that in there instead. Um, but my number two is Leo Rush versus Angel Garza for the NXT Cruiserweight title from AEW. That's my number one. Um, I thought that was a, I thought that was the best match of the week. It was, it was my number one all the way up till my number one happened. So my number two was, uh, I know you didn't watch tag league, but my number two was, uh, Finley and juice versus evil and Sonata for the world tag league finals. Yes. And juice and Finley won, right? Juice and Finley won. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So they get to fight gorillas of destiny. If I'm yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, and my number one is Finn Balor versus Keith Lee versus Ciampa from NXT. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, Leo Rush and Angel Garza was my number one all the way up till the main event. Uh, loved it. Uh, I, I, it was it was really fifty fifty on on it honestly. And Angel Garza proposed and helped it even more. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, well, the know. crazy thing is remembering where Leo Rush was six months ago. Yeah, fucking nowhere, not yeah. doing shit, in trouble backstage for being too hype about himself or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. that was like dude he clearly has a reason to think that he should be more than fucking bobby lashley's like stooge and yeah. manager like he's a really fucking good wrestler and he was uh he was before he got here too so like yeah i i'm glad that they're they're showcasing what he's he's able to do now instead of trying to he's the destiny 2 version of ach <laughs> like no, no, no joke like for real <laughs> Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, he's the one that he bounced back. He's the he's the uh, exception to the rule because he could have spiraled like that too and yeah. said dumb shit after he got like say they say they released him and he said some dumb he's, shit and he's then had he, a little bit of dumb shit. But yeah, it no, was, I, yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying, but yeah, exactly. I'm glad that they like um 
uh, agreed with them to a certain extent because they let him go back to NXT and do whatever he was supposed to do before. They obviously they called him up way too fast before. They didn't even get a chance to really wrestle in NXT called him before. Up and then did have him actually had him wrestle a few matches and then they were like, okay, well we're gonna put you with Bobby Lashley because Lashley can't fucking talk. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like you're gonna put me with this other dude who's like five times my size, so now I'm not a credible opponent against anybody. So, so what do we? Know, so what do we? Okay, so my number one was obviously the Balor match. Um, so what do we? What do we think about the Balor shit now? Do we think Balor goes on and fights one on one versus Adam Cole, or do we think it's a three way, or do we think it's a four way with Keith Lee too? I think Balor wrestles Cole. Um, they figure out who wins that, and then whoever wins that goes against Champa, and they might be doing that to protect Cole versus Champa. So if you have Balor win and then do the match with Champa and Champa wins or whatever, then you can still have the Cole Champa match without ruining the build for it. Except now Champa's already the champion or whatever. Like it, it could just be a way to get the title off of off of Cole without spoiling the Champa Cole match. Yeah. I feel like um they've kind of okay, so it's it's like a it's like a good bad situation to have, but you have Champa, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Gargano, all in vying for this world title. When's Gargano supposed to be back? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say, though, because you know he's coming back. As, when he comes back, he's picking up his feud with Finn Balor. So yeah. so do we let Finn Balor win against Adam Cole in a one-on-one match and then have Gargano come in? Or do we let Adam Cole win and go on against Champa and Champa wins? And then Finn Balor goes against Gargano because technically that feud doesn't really need the title. And then you have Champa versus the winner of that. Maybe Gargano wins against Finn Balor, and I mean, or do you have all five motherfuckers go because Keith Lee is loved by by uh, Vince McMahon so much that he's just gonna get thrown in there anyway, even though he's lost all these fucking high profile matches? Or I mean, what do we do here? Yeah. Six pack challenge, throw Riddle in there too. I mean, I don't know what you. I mean, what else do you? I mean, because Velveteen Dream is still hurt. So R- Roderick Strong, I think, I think honestly, Matt Riddle should go after Roderick Strong. And beat Roderick Strong for the North American title, and kind of be like the first splinter into the undisputed era gold rush thing that they got going on. Yeah, I mean, I like I like that there's so many legitimate contenders for it. Yeah, and AEW is kind of the same way. Yeah, it's a good um, problem to have, but it's yeah. still a problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it really does highlight the problem with AEW though is because they don't have a secondary title. At least NXT has a secondary title. Yeah. Well. I don't know. In some ways, I think that's better. But Keith Lee, like, like, like you, I mean, you're pushing Keith Lee to the moon right now because based off of Vince McMahon's love for him at War Games and Survivor Series or whatever, right? But Keith Lee is still losing the high-profile matches, and he lost to Roderick Strong before those high-profile matches. Keith Lee or Dominic Dijakovic or or Dijakovic, however you want to pronounce it, or Matt Riddle could all be North American champion easily and be credible and be believable and probably should have been already at some point, and they haven't been. It doesn't um, make any sense to me. I. It makes sense to keep all the titles on Undisputed Era until you build them up all as like this super strong stable. So uh, I think I think that's the first stable that's had all the titles for that long period of time ever. Like they've had them for a long time now. In NXT or like in no in in wrestling. You think? Yes. The Four hmm. Horsemen lost the titles over and over. It didn't matter. I mean, they all had them at one time, but. They never had them for long all at one time. The Undisputed Era has had all four titles hostage on that show for a while. 
I'm trying to think. Um, and you, I mean, you keep beating everybody, then how are you going to have a credible opponent to take one of the titles off? You know what I'm saying? Like, unless Regal comes out there and says, you can't have anybody at ringside, and then finally somebody loses. Something like that, but... Not uh, even during all the authority shit? I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. Not even during the authority shit. Luke Harper didn't even have the title that long when he had the, when he was the Intercontinental Champion. If you're counting him when he was in the authority as a team player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't work out. <laughs> Evolution, uh... They never, I don't even think they had tag titles. Yeah, they did. Batista did they? and Ric Flair had them. Oh, did they? Yeah, and Randy Orton had the Intercontinental title. But the only, that. Person that, the only person that had the titles for a long period of time was fucking Triple H as World well, Champion. Well, he's, it's easy when you're booking yourself. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any, any other... I mean, Dominic as far as gold goes, yes, I agree. If you're counting Bullet Club, maybe you got God with the tag team champions forever, and then uh. Then the only other time that somebody had the titles that long, Ryan, was the Shield when they had the tag titles, and Ambrose had the U.S. title that he never defended for like a year. Yeah. He defended it like two times or some shit. Yeah, so that don't count. Uh, New Day, tag titles, and Kofi held the U.S. title or the world, world title, title forever. Uh, I guess I don't know how long the New Day had the world the tag titles during that though. I'm pretty sure he didn't. They didn't start out with the tag titles when he. Well, was they definitely the didn't have it the whole time. No, yeah, but they had it during. Yeah, so. I still think it's longer though. Also, it's four titles instead of three. So. Well, we've only got three people. You got to. I get that, but it's still four <laughs> titles that you're holding. I mean, you're literally. There's not a lot of four-man stables. Yeah, that's true too. That's, uh, why I, that's why I went directly to Four Horsemen and Evolution. The fucking um. I don't even remember League of Nations. <laughs> they didn't have any titles. All right, all right, that's a good flat spot to finish this yeah. show. Thank you, uh, League of Nations. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, I was just thinking of four man stables. All right. So next week on the show, we're obviously going to go over TLC out outcomes and all that other shit. AEW versus um, NXT is going to be real interesting next week since this is the last show for AEW and probably the last show for NXT too, because usually at the end of the year they like to do like a, an award show. Or like a recap show. I don't know what they're going to do this year, but that's what, that's what they usually do is NXT like breakout star of the year and stuff. Oh, also next week, not next week, but the week after, that's when we should do our award show because we won't have AEW or NXT to talk about anyway. So we'll have mm -hmm. extra time. So we're going to hit you up with our uh, Monster Awards, uh, our Monster Wrestling Awards. Uh, by the way, we still need to get on that and see if you want to change anything as far as the um, – uh, what the fuck nominees and stuff go like that but also uh, next week we're going to do the My Mount Rushmore legacy list which took a week off this week because of the TLC predictions but next week we will do the top 10 best promo workers of all time and just so you know I have one, two, three, four honorable mentions because I kept my list kept growing and growing and then I had to try to slot them it's, it's going to be interesting there's going to be no goddamn Hulk Hogan in there He's not actually. Yeah. He's not even in the honorable mentions. Yeah. Ric Flair though. Because we're talking about promo, not charisma. So here's here's an interesting thing that was brought up on Twitter that I saw Dave Meltzer talking to somebody about, and it, it kind of made me think about this. You know what? I, list before, that we're you, before you go, before you do that, because you're gonna remember it, and I'm not gonna remember this. Dave yeah. Metzler, I've been watching. I mean, Wait, like watching. Like Meltzer, whatever. Okay, so I've been watching his like retweets of people and. Uh, doing his argument, 
I am starting to like him more and more when usually I don't agree. I'm like 50-50, maybe like 75-25 where I would agree with him, but there's still some shit that he says that's stupid. But the way that he counteracts his arguments to people and doesn't curse them out or call them stupid and all this stuff, it makes me like him even more because he's not a Jim Cornette who's just going to call you gay like it's a bad thing and block you or something like that, you know? Like, he actually has facts behind a lot of his stuff when people make asinine comments or uh, hot takes. And I, I just want to throw that out there that I'm actually, like, my respect for Dave as actually growing by just following him on Twitter and see the way he interacts with basically fucking fanboys and trolls. But go ahead, go ahead, what'd you say? Yeah, so he was he was having a conversation with somebody where they were talking about the best promo, um, like who's the best promo in the industry right now. And some people were saying, The Miz, and somebody replied, uh, The Miz is a good talker, but I wouldn't say he's a good promo, because when he talks... It doesn't make me want to go see one of his matches. Yeah, so you're talking about talking him into the building, which is a completely yes. different dynamic. Okay, well, that's different than what I'm doing. I'm not really doing that. I mean, technically, the list would probably be similar anyway, but The Miz is not on my top 14 either, so I don't really have that problem. But are we talking about best promo in the business today? Is that what that conversation was about? Yeah, and they were talking about Jericho and MJF and stuff like that, and somebody yeah. mentioned The Miz, and somebody's like, well, The Miz, when he talks, like he's a good talker. But it doesn't make me want to see him wrestle. I would, I would outside honestly of the say, Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, right now, in wrestling, right now, the best. Uh, okay, so, okay, so best promo as far as talking me into wanting to see a match, it's got to be Cody Rhodes, right now. Cody Rhodes or Jericho, yeah, for sure. If if you had said with no promo and no real build, like whatever, Jungle Boy is going to be wrestling Jericho next week. I'd still want to watch it because I think it would be neat. Yeah, but without Jericho having that promo, and then also talking him up when he was on a he was doing a commentary thing for something I don't even remember. Um, yeah, he was doing commentary with during JR the, during the main event. Yeah, during the yeah. Bu the Bucks match, right? Yeah, uh huh. And he was talking about Jungle Boy then too, and I was just like, man, like he he's really making me want to see that match. Whereas before it would have been a cool like sort of novelty kind of thing, but now I'm like, that's one of the things that I'm most excited to see next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, he kept get, well, he kept giving him praise, but then talking like, shit about him. Yeah, talking <laughs> shit about him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, I mean, he did it a lot. He did it with everybody. Actually, he did it with Luchasaurus. He did it with uh, Young Bucks. I don't. With everybody. Real dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can't co you can't convince me otherwise, Jr. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. Uh, by the way, I wouldn't mind seeing Jericho on the. I mean. I think once he's done with wrestling, I think he would be a perfect commentator for AEW. I think they should hire his ass and keep him on as a commentator color guy for good. Because I feel like you could just tell that JR was better when Jericho came up there. Because Jericho would get JR involved and and JR was comfortable with, uh, with Jericho because he's been around him for so long. Right. I, I just feel like it was instantly a better JR when Jericho came on. It was, I mean, I liked it. I feel like he's easier to play off of, too, because Excalibur just knows a bunch of shit that JR doesn't, and yeah. so does Jericho, but Jericho doesn't go out of his way to, to say point it. out that he's got more information on whatever than JR does, and he'll throw to JR more. Yeah. Um, the Whereas other thing is— Jer Generico can't throw to JR because he has to say all the stuff because he's— Generico. A, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, 
Excalibur. And you just said Excalibur, too. I don't know why I keep fucking doing that. But Excalibur keeps... <laughs> yeah. Excalibur <laughs> has to do that because he's a play-by-play guy, and he's the only one up there that actually knows all the names of the moves and stuff, so it makes sense. But the problem with uh, Excalibur is the fact that he is not personable enough as a commentator to throw it to anybody for comments and then take the reins back. He's more like a Mauro Ronaldo guy where he's going full speed ahead and he's got tunnel vision and he's not really worried to look looking side to side at Tony and JR to see if they want to jump in right quick. Yeah, he's not and, and you know, he's not bad either. No, he's no, just, he's not bad. I'm not yeah. saying he's bad. A lot of people uh, don't like him and I don't want to get that. Yeah, I, I mean, get that. I think he's good. Also, um, the the hate for his mask, by the way, is so fucking yeah. stupid. It's wrestling. What are you talking about? It, and I he mean, was a wrestler. If it was a fucking luchador from Mexico, then everybody would be like, oh, you can't take his mask off. It's sacred and all this other shit, right? But he wore a mask. He doesn't want his fucking face shown. And he was a wrestler. He's not wearing it to fucking to piss you off or to make fun of wrestling. He was an actual wrestler. Just because it didn't work out for him doesn't mean he do- he has to show his face. Like fuck you, right. man. You don't you don't get to tell people what the fuck they get to wear and shit. That's stupid as fuck. Yeah, uh, it's it's also stupid because you oftentimes in NJPW you have Liger go out and do commentary, and nobody's weird about Liger wearing his mask just because he's on commentary. Yeah, you got to take your mask off. Fucking regular commentary. Yeah, yeah, you're a commentator the, now. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't get it either. And and it's the same concept of like and the people that say he's trying to get himself over. Okay. And what's wrong with that? First of all, first of all, what's wrong with that? Because and he's also not... get himself over what? He's retired, he's injured. No, no, I'm just saying get himself over in I, I, I get I mean in general, he's getting himself over as a commentator, which is fine by me. That's his job. He has to. No, I'm saying okay, it's a gimmick. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. I'm agreeing with you. He's okay, so so, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, right? He still comes out there with his fucking crown, okay? Yeah. And in his, sometimes still in his wrestling tights, yeah. okay? And we're okay with that, for real? He Dude. was a former wrestler who thought he was a king, his gimmick was a king, and he's still a king, and he still call him Jerry the King Lawler. And he, you could still call him Jerry the King Lawler, and the motherfucker could still wear fucking normal clothes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But there was years and years and years where he was still wearing the jackets and the tights and shit like that. And he was just a commentator. And nobody ever was up in arms about that. Leave fucking Excalibur alone about his mask. That is so stupid. What a waste. What a, what a dumbass hill to die on. Yeah, that's uh, more people looking for any reason to bitch about the product, man. That's yeah, all it ever is. That's really it. I mean, I... Go to commentator, wears a mask. You got a fucking commentator that wears a crown. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, or... You had two! You have commentators that we, don't, <laughs> we have comment, we have commentators that we don't even know who the fuck they are in yeah. WWE. Like, get them off of there. Who's that guy that sounds vaguely like Michael Cole? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I don't know his fucking name. Uh, Brandon? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Just guessing um, white boy names. I think it's uh, Brandon. No, it's not. What the hell's his name? I forgot too. Vic oh. Joseph. Vic Joseph, maybe. Is that right? I can't remember. I remember Dio, but then, yeah, like, but then he got it anymore. Yeah, he got it. That's the biggest sale of a Brock Lesnar F5 <laughs> in, in the history. Yeah, it's Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Should have at least let him get a, like, a couple fucking forearm bashes in before that happened, though, because no, he's a wrestler. No, maybe it's not Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph is the commentator for NXT UK. I swear he's the fucking commentator of damn Raw. Let's see. We're all commentators. See? This is what we mean, though. We know who the fuck Excalibur is. Todd Grisham? 
No, it's not Todd Grisham. He only filled in. He filled in for uh, somebody on or he filled in for Morrow on NXT. Uh, all right, hold on, I'll find it. I think it. it's I think it's Vic Joseph. It's Vic Joseph. It's yeah, Vic Joseph. I, thought, I, thought, I thought so. He was on 205 Live, but he's on Raw now. But yeah, so we don't even know his fucking name. <laughs> they blank. Like that's my point. You know who Excalibur is. Sometimes El Generico. And fucking the point of the matter is, I want to know the commentator's name. Like who who's gonna start, start just start randomly bitching about commentators? We know their names because of their gimmick or whatever. Like yeah. that's so stupid. We fucking Joey Styles had a Joey gimmick. Styles his got oh my, himself over. Yeah. His oh my god thing. Yeah. His oh my god thing. And oh my from fucking Michael Cole and all this other dumb shit. I mean, sports commentators have calls that get them over. Mama Mia from Mauro Ronaldo, where it's fucking chanted in the stands. You know, talk about people trying crazy. to get themselves over as a as a fucking knock on AEW. What does Corey Graves do every week? Jesus Christ, I. I can't listen to the dude anymore, He is man. the biggest fucking mark for himself. More than Taz. More than Taz. And he never did shit in wrestling anyway. Yeah, I mean, okay, so yeah, here's the thing. Corey Graves is living this gimmick, right? He's like, I mean, I what, what gimmick it is, I don't know. Uh, but he thinks he's something that he's not. And he was in wrestling, what? A, I mean, he was in wrestling for a long time, but he didn't do shit. But he didn't do shit just like uh, Excalibur didn't do shit. But right. if you can find an Excalibur match, he wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Corey Graves was bad, but, but mean, people are shitting on one person and not the other for pretty much the exact same thing. Corey Graves still thinks he's Corey Graves from NXT. Like, I'm waiting for one time for the fucking camera to pan over to the to a announcer shot, and he puts his fists up. The stay down fists, like he used to do. I'm waiting for him to do that and just do the gimmick. Stay down. <laughs> But I love the fact that a lot of people are starting to turn on Corey Graves, and rightfully so, and saying that CM Punk should have gave him the advice that he gave Seth Rollins, like I had said a few weeks ago, because it's true. It is so true. All right, so we're good with that. Um, next week is going to be a good week. Uh, are you are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Are you How excited are you for TLC tonight? I mean, uh, the matches just seem really predictable to me. It's not. The matches not... seem predictable, but the matches aren't terrible either, except no, for the Corbin match. Yeah, how many, the Corbin match. how many and fucking it... times are we going to watch that? First of all, this, here's the funny thing about this. Um, I went from loving Corbin as the lone wolf character, right, and not liking Roman Reigns, and now it's completely backwards. Like, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Corey. I mean, I don't mind uh, Roman Reigns. Whereas before, I didn't mind Baron Corbin. I was actually a fan of Baron Corbin. I still think he has one of the coolest finishers in wrestling. And now it's completely flipped. And now it's like Baron Corbin comes on. And I'm like, skip. Especially if he's talking, skip. Right. And then uh, Roman Reigns, I kind of don't mind at all. And it's not even just the cancer thing. I just don't mind him. Like I don't have a problem with him. He's not getting pushed down my throat every week. It's probably right. what it is. That's what it is too. I was, I was telling somebody that too. Somebody was like, "Oh, well, um, what do you?" Because I was talking about the fiend shit, and somebody was like, "Well, what do you want to happen? You want you want them to have Roman Reigns win the World Royal Rumble and fucking everybody boom out of the building?" I was like, he, "They wouldn't. They wouldn't because he hasn't been being pushed as low Roman wins for fucking yeah. three years straight. If he won the Royal Rumble this year." You'd have maybe like 10% of the crowd fucking being annoying and starting to boo. Yeah. I think most people would be 100% fine with Royal with Roman winning the Rumble this year. Yeah. 
I and even so. though it's been done, what, twice before? I think it's won two of them? Has he won two? I know he won one for sure. And the one with the rock at the end. I thought he won a different one. Hold on. No, there was one year where he beat the record for throwouts, but he didn't win that year. Let's see. I don't think he's won two, man. Randy Orton won not too long ago. Oh, no. I, I, Randy I, I, Orton's I, won I, two, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was confusing it with the one right after that where Triple H won because I I remembered him being the champion when he went in. Um, yeah, that was the one that Triple H won the Triple title. H won the title. The titles online. The yeah. Ambrose shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. So he's he's won one, and it was fucking four years ago. Mm-hmm. Five by the time this one comes up. Yep. So no, nobody's gonna boo. You've had Triple H win since Randy Orton won, uh, Nakamura, and then Rollins. So. Believe me, if Reigns wins, it's been five years. He's had a year, to, almost a year and a half. So when did he leave for? He left for the cancer shit in like October of last year. I want to say that's been that's been a minute. But anyway, um, maybe not even that long ago. But regardless, no, it it would be fine and it would make sense toward the Fiend booking. And they're both on the same show, and they're gonna have to have somebody be a credible opponent to him eventually. And no, nobody would care. So. Whatever. Um. Yes. October twenty third, two thousand eighteen, is when he left. Yeah. October twenty second, two thousand eighteen, is when he dropped the title and left for the cancer. So yeah. Okay. So he officially dropped the title over a year ago. So it'll be a year and a quarter by the time he's in WrestleMania. Royal Rumble. If he's ever, well, WrestleMania will be fucking a year and a half ish. Yeah. More. A year and a half. Yep. Year and a half. Yeah. So yeah, dude, nobody's nobody's sitting here fucked, and it's not like he's been booked super strong since he came and back. In, and in that year and a half, you've completely, as a fan base, turned on Seth Rollins, <laughs> who you all loved and hated Roman Reigns before. Mm-hmm. And I can only think of Daniel Bryan in this situation when he turned heel and got rid of the Yes Movement. Fickle, yeah, fickle, fickle fucking fans, man. They did it with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was the most over thing ever, and then then people started booing him. They did it with Becky Lynch. They're starting to boo her. Oh, okay, but they do Rollins, whatever... Rollins was getting booed because he's fucking. Because people know how much of an asshole he is outside. Not only him. that, but they were booking him really boring. Like it was, it wasn't good. Yeah, none of all his shit was. And he had his whole. You would think that they would realize that Corbin is not in a position like they have to build him to be more credible against other people. You can't just keep putting him in top feuds because it takes all the fucking momentum away from whoever you put him with right now. And I like Corbin, too. I like him as a person. I think he's funny. I like his Twitter. I, I like that he was one of the guys in the back to stand up against the fucking concussion protocol shit being bullshitted by their backstage doctor. Like, I, you know, I think he's an interesting guy as far as his, his hobbies and shit like that. Oh, I, he definitely has some interesting hobbies. It's weird. He's got some weird shit going on. But I don't think that right now he's in a position in the company where putting him against anybody does that person any favors. Yeah. Even if they win the feud. They yeah. gotta, they gotta do more with him before they, they start doing this shit again. Yeah, because I mean, we're talking about SmackDown, who's getting higher ratings than Raw now, by the way, and the fact that Corbin is in one of your biggest high-profile feuds is probably not a good thing when he doesn't win any high-profile matches. Right. So you had him lose the Rollins feud, and then whatever other shit he's been involved in, and then now you've got him making Reigns look bad on tele. Like, okay, granted, it wasn't just. It wasn't just Corbin, so you can yeah. use the. But that doesn't make Corbin look any better either. You nope. Know, and, and he's going to lose worse tonight. He's going to lose. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely losing. So 
I just I don't get what they're doing with him. I feel I, like I feel kind of bad because I think he's a good heel, and, but I think that they misuse him a lot, and it just makes everybody that they put him with look worse too. So, but I don't. That's one of those things where I can say that, but I really don't have any suggestions to fix it. Like a lot of the times, I'll I'll have some idea of what they could do booking wise that would make that situation. But I have no idea. I don't know what to, I I don't really know what to do with Corbin either. Unless you send him back to the lone wolf shit and get him out of the fucking vest and the king and all that stuff and yeah. put him back the way he was. But I don't know, man. He yeah, would, me either. He would need an extended break and then to just come back like that. And fucking dominate somebody who just won a title or something and <clears throat> he'd need like six months off. Come out. Some guy who everybody's been waiting to fucking win the icy title or something, some face, whoever, some mid-card, finally wins it, and he just comes out and stomps the shit out of him and starts a program with him and eventually takes the title from him, too. So I, I think that might work. That's really all I've got, but he would have to have a lot of time away because he's just got zero credibility right now. Yeah, I'm going to give the TLC match um, excitement level for me a 7 on a 10-point scale, and that is... Dropped to a 7 solely based on the fact that two of your most charismatic, or best wrestlers rather, not even really charismatic, but one is, uh, and both title holders are not on the card as of right now, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura as the IC champion, and AJ Styles as the, or no, he's not the US champion, Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah, But neither US. one of them are on, none, yeah. none, none of the three are on the card as of right now, and I have no idea what the fuck the pre-show is going to be, obviously. But I have a feeling you're not going to put AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio on the fucking pre-show. I mean, they put AJ and uh, AJ was just on the pre-show not too long ago, wasn't he? He was on the pre-show for um. Yeah, but that was Humberto, wasn't it? Yeah, Humberto. That don't count. Yeah, that Korea. Count. yeah dude. Uh, fucking, I don't know, man. I'm just so. Uh, I'm, Let me I'm, see if we got any pre-show stuff. I'm going to check the news right quick, right before we stop the show, see if there's any update on the pre-show matches, because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I mean, I'm glad it's... Um, I'm glad it's tonight. <laughs> and not like... A, this isn't something that we're waiting for two more weeks to build on, because I, I don't know how much more of the Reigns Corbin build I could really tolerate. And then one kickoff match is reported to be expected to be announced rather. Um, Lacey Rand Evans versus yeah, probably Randy Orton got involved at the end of the match between Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles. Yeah. yeah so they're probably going to have a three way, but it's definitely not going to be on this pay-per-view because there's no way that those three dudes would be on fucking pre-show. There's no maybe, way. I don't know. Maybe Randy wants to go home early. He's doing the old Brock Lesnar thing. You put me on first so I can go home. Even though WWE had been building up the story for SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley to face Lacey Evans at tonight's show, WWE is possibly pushing that match to Royal Rumble. Word is WWE felt about between the two right now is too early. Um, also noted, Shinsuke Nakamura was penciled in to have a match against Braun Strowman at TLC, but Strowman's back injury canceled that match. So Nakamura was going to have a match. It's out. They're not yeah, gonna have the, but you already knew gonna, how they were going to book that, too. They're not going to have the triple threat, so it doesn't matter because it's going to take up too much time. I don't see why they just don't move. Strowman to Raw? 
No, no, no. Why don't they move the fucking Rusev Bobby Lashley match to the pre-show? Because that's one of their biggest angles, and because one time the ratings spiked when they were doing that, so now they think that it's like their hottest fucking thing. Okay, well then you can have the Viking Raiders open challenge on there. It probably will be. Um, no, they say they're going to announce another one, but but I'm saying you can move that to the thing and have the damn uh, triple threat between AJ Styles, Orton, and Rey Mysterio for the title. Since you can't have Nakamura, or just have Nakamura fight somebody else in a solo match that doesn't take up a bunch of time. There's no reason to have both mid-card titles off, and Bailey not defend her title, and Becky's not defending her title because well, she's in a tag a title match. There's a reason. They've got too many fucking titles and too many goddamn wrestlers. But but when you when you bring the brands back together, we all know as fans, because this is what we wanted, to have super shows instead of... Raw has a fucking pay-per-view every month, and SmackDown has a pay-per-view every month, and then sometimes NXT has a pay-per-view, and that's just too much shit, and you're only using half the roster, and your pay-per-views are thin as fuck, because you don't know how to build storylines with people that are not title holders. So, sure, they don't know how to build them with people that are. But, I mean, you're only having, now you're back down to 12 pay-per-views a year as far as main roster stuff goes, right? <laughs> so, why are we not having all the titles defended all the time? Because then, cause then how would they sell Clash of Champions tickets? Or, or Night, Night of, of Champions. Champions. Yeah, or both. It, they do. They try to use the same tagline for both, but... All titles will be defended. Well, technically, they could get out of it on this one because they got Becky Lynch and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors, so technically this one wouldn't have all the titles defended. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just makes no sense to me. Where's Angel Garth? He's not defended. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, you got all those titles... That are with people that I actually want to see, and you're not using them. Like, why isn't Walter defending his title on the pre-show? I'd, ra- I'd rather see the fucking pre-show if that was the case. Just put him up there. Oh, boy. Because uh, Vince doesn't like Walter. Is that true? Dude, why the fuck? Why else would he have him get pinned first in the Survivor Series match? Yeah, I And he was a surprise entrant. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Fuck. And people were pissed. I was pissed. Yeah, I was kind of pissed. I'm not even that big on fucking Walter, but I thought it was cool that he was there. Yeah. Yeah, he's grown on me a little bit, but he's still nowhere close to on my list as Tyler Bate or Pete Dunne. Yeah. To me, he's just—I mean, I—I I get him. I understand his game. Yeah, he's like an old school wrestler, yeah. Right, but I'm just like, like an old school wrestler, but with a, he's German and or whatever the hell he's Austrian. And he does or really he's hard chops, like I get it, dude. But I've seen yeah. I've seen fucking Ishii in New Japan for the last five years, and you ain't gonna impress me with chops. But I'm just saying, like, he's like a – okay, I get that, but he's he's like a Ronnie Garvin except he's more athletic. Like, he can do shit that Ronnie Garvin and Greg Valentine couldn't do, but he's that kind of wrestler, if that makes sense. And he's yeah. actually bigger than them two as well. He's – um, I mean, he's – to me, he's like a – he's just like a, a white, less stiff fucking Shingo Takagi. So to me, I – I don't know if I'm just, like, biased or, like, I'm spoiled by strong style stuff. I get the appeal of Walter to people who don't watch a lot of New Japan, I guess. Because it's, you know, like, they don't... Who the fuck else chops that hard and fucking works that stiff, you know? But yeah, to me, I'm just like, okay, that's, he's just a dude. So I would like to see Walter versus Samoa Joe when he, gets cut, when he comes back. That'd be sweet. But, yeah. I mean, there's so many dream matchups you have out there, and I don't know if we're going to have enough time to get to all of them because WWE likes to stick with the same people over and over. Well, you got to so, have fucking Rollins and Corbin for the eighth time and then Reigns and Corbin for the eighth time. And we can't have any good matches. Your Corbin versus Chad Gable for fucking 80 for times. For eight fucking months straight. Yeah. Like, 
And again, I feel bad bitching about that because I like Corbin, but they just don't. I don't know, man. Clearly, they like him too, but it's it's not uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's only to a certain extent. We like you to fill up time on our TV show because you can talk, and, you're, and then you're a fucking good like cookie cutter. Yeah, and you'll do whatever we say because you cut this terrible promo that we wrote for you that clearly you did not write. Shit, because he's way funnier and and meaner and like. Oh yeah, I've seen well, his replies to trolls and fans. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. So this show, oh you're a dog, I'm gonna feed you dog food. <laughs> like what? Get the fuck out of here. Michael Cole yells out "Big Dog" every time you come out, so I got some puppy chow for you. Or the big dog's big bark sounds like a little chihuahua. What the fuck, Vince? Please stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, man. Like I don't think Vince went to school at ECU or wherever the fuck he went to for creative writing. I didn't go to school. He didn't go to fucking middle school with some of this shit. Jesus Christ, man, it's bad. It's bad, man. Um, okay, so that's the show, man. Fuck it. We're done. We're going to see you next week, and we're going to go over all the cool shit for AEW NXT, see who wins the ratings war, go over our top ten, uh, of all time promos, uh, in the business, which is going to be interesting as fuck. Um, and also, what else do we got on tap? Obviously, the five, top five matches of the top week. Five matches, whatever. And TLC, whatever happens on TLC, TLC yeah, results. and then any news that happens throughout the week, which... The last couple of weeks have actually been quite newsworthy, so I'm hoping it continues the trend. Well, new and, ratings. Uh, yeah, new ratings, yeah. Um, so everybody thinks – oh, and hopefully we get some updates on the Marty Skrull situation. Yeah. But other than that, it'll be fucking BTE is going to be hilarious this week, by the way, possibly, if they use that because they all <laughs> thought Marty was – I thought he was coming here, you know, shit like that, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, great show, and we will see you next week. Right here on the Monster Cast. <laughs>